See the the reboot the uh... oh no I refuse no. I refuse to watch <laughs> hard pass did you see it I've watched it it was okay it was fine it was fine that sounds promising it was okay so maybe we should probably, you know it got rid of an hour and a half of my life yeah past yeah. the time it was a bucket of steaming turds you never did you watch it yes no i, no, no, I didn't watch it. it i suffered through it uh, there's someone else in my house uh, you read the oh, reviews I don't, know. I, I don't know if you you probably just went into it with a closed mind as usual <laughs> yeah. oh my god no it's uh oh, it's this, this sort of uh remaking classics i'm not i don't know uh i think they're on a hide into nothing when they do this um mm. There's another sequel coming out, isn't there? Fuck off. Another for, for Ghostbusters? Another one? Yeah. They didn't learn their lesson from the first one? Well, that was that was kind of like an, a reboot, wasn't it? Um, that one with the ladies. So this one was... Um, this one, I think... I'm pretty sure Venkman is in it. Spengler's family, isn't it? Yeah. Like his kids and stuff. It's something like that, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and uh, I think he's a ghost, isn't he? In it, like that's the rumor. Venkman, Peter Venkman's a ghost in it. Well, yeah, oh, they really can't come up with other new things anymore, can? No. <laughs> well, it's easy money, isn't it? It's the you know, it, it's it's it, it's a risk taking you know a few hundred million dollars and mm. putting it behind a project that doesn't have a track record, something new, some original thought or idea, which might have some you know, yeah, use to society. You know, yeah. let's go for the easy money. This is why we get so many Marvel films, and we've seen the same thing with Star Wars, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Hollywood these days is, and it's always been just huge money laundering oh, operation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's so much more obvious these days with all these remakes yeah. and just, who's watching this shit? I, I went to <laughs> film school, and these I two, learned. These two guys are watching it constantly. Shame on you. <laughs> when I went to film school, I learned how to make a movie, and their purpose is to literally spend all the money. That's literally yeah. it. When you start a production, you create an LLC or a corporation, and you basically have a budget, and your purpose is to spend all that cash. So it's like, oh, whose who's pocket is it going to? Obviously, it's going to most of the producers. You know, yeah. the producers are taking the bigger cut and they're they're buying truckloads of equipment or renting truckloads of equipment. And then they take, you know, a little piece because they know who the equipment renter is and they get a kickback and then they get a kickback back. And it's stupid. It's ridiculous. That's why people that make independent movies, some of their stuff is actually good because they put their heart and soul into it. And in Hollywood, they just put their dick in it, and that's it. <laughs> that's kind of how uh, local government works in this country. Well, I was just about to say, you never work for the state. <laughs> it's it. like, uh, you know, your local council gets a budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't spend the budget, it goes, you, yeah. you won't get it the following year. Yeah. So when it comes around to sort of February, March in the year, they're out on the roads, just, just digging up holes in roads because they've got to spend the money. Yeah. 
Otherwise, you won't get it the next year. Exactly. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Anyway, should we say? Uh, should we like introduce ourselves or something? Um. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> sure. On the end. Well, you go first, don't you? That's the way. I'll go you first. Know. I'm Amish Ben. <laughs> I'm, I'm Amish Phil, and I'm Amish Matt. From the Armist Inquisition podcast, and yep. we're here with uh, Buffalo Rambler and Legs from False Reality Check. Hey, howdy, howdy! Uh, it's been hey, a lot. It seems to have been a long Thanks time in, in the brewing. This hasn't it? When did we first? It's a few know. couple of months ago, I think. When we first, yeah, got... yeah. It's feel. It's. I feel like it's been a couple months for sure. So yeah, you've been anticipating this, building up supply chain delays, no mm. doubt. <laughs> Brexit. Yes. Yeah, we had to take the QE2 over there, so, you know. <laughs> have you uh, have you had any other guests on from across the pond? Oh, yeah. We're, one of our friends, Ronnie, he's from Finland, so he's actually 10 hours ahead. So he's even a few hours ahead of you guys, and he's up mm-hmm. closer to the Arctic Circle. So we've had him on a couple of times, and uh, it's always been a good blast to have him on because he has a different perspective. He's He's awake, but he's in Finland, so he's dealing with all the... Nazi stuff that's going on over there now with the, and he just, he did think he just lost his job. He did. He, they didn't, he didn't want to wear a mask anymore. He just lost his job. Uh, and I think he mentioned this week, they're going to start implementing the COVID pass over there. Yeah. So uh, he went out Friday night and partied it up <laughs> the last, last moments. He's getting some salary though. He's, he's able to take like a few months of his salary. So he's got some time to look for another position and we're rooting for him. He's been doing pretty good so far and telling us every day what's going on over there, but it's getting a little crazy on your end of the pond. It seems. Well, I don't know. I think we've sort of, uh, we're in a bit of a lull here, aren't we? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. People have stopped caring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, like sort of like mask wearing and, and things like that's definitely sort of stopping and stuff in most local places. Only because the government told people they didn't have to. Well, yeah, 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 there is that, isn't there? Um, But at least it hasn't continued to the extent. I thought it would uh, kind of stick around a lot longer than it did, really. Yeah, they they threatened vaccine passports in Mm. the summer. Uh, Bojo the Clown, our our esteemed leader, Mm. Boris Johnson, he made an announcement saying, (laughs) we're going to introduce vaccine passports for nightclubs, large outdoor events above so many thousand and large indoor events with over 500 guests nightclubs anywhere where you dance and enjoy yourself well anybody frequent who frequents those kinds of places under the age of 30 basically was targeted yeah so Um, it it was it was just a prod it was mm. a prod it was a threat and a prod to get young people who in the main are at practically zero risk from what's happening at the moment uh, to sort of uh, coerce them into getting the the magic juice, uh, but he, they backed down on it, and it was partly because of he only has quite a slim majority in the House of Commons, and there are a few of his party on the back benches who are not happy with well a lot of what's going on, but particularly the vaccine passports. Yeah, and basically he would be relying on the opposition party to support him to get this through. That's how I read it, anyway. I yeah. mean, I would say they could probably use some sort of public health diktat, which has been the parliamentary mechanism from the start, and it's what's been used in Australia to get round pesky things like democracy and voting for things, you know? Yeah. Sort of. Oh, uh, just those things. Oh, yeah, we yeah. What is the... Uh, what... Can't, can't be having them in an emergency. We can't be slowing things down and... 
What's the uh, Public Health England been, what's its name change gone to? The UK Health Security Agency. Yeah, so it used to be Public oh Health England. And it's now the UK Health Security Agency. Everything's about, about security. Everything's yeah. about security. Health security, that's a little It's It's creepy. easy to sell the uh, safety part that they never deliver. So it's easy to sell that part if they say, oh, it's security. We're not going to give you that. But mm. it's in the name. You know, it's like how in North Korea, they're called the Democratic People's Republic of North Korea. It's just neither democratic and it's not a republic. So I'm not sure how the hell they got that name. <laughs> they must have trademarked it really early on. Yeah, I'm not sure. Must have a good marketing department, Kim. Yeah. Kim Kim Il. Kim Jong Il. Is it Kim Jong Il? Kim Jong Il? Isn't it Kim Il Jong? That's the supreme leader to us, to us noobs. It's the supreme, <laughs> supreme leader. leader. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I saw some crazy video come out of North Korea the other day. They were doing a military exercise or like presentation and um their guys were just right in front of what is his name? The supreme leader or whatever. Kim Jong un, I think. Yeah, <laughs> Kim Jong un. I don't know. One of them. Um and they were, you know, breaking bricks, breaking oh, that pieces thing, of wood, yeah. just like stacks of wood and it was crazy. And meanwhile we're over here just bread and circuses. Football's back. You yeah. know? <laughs> American football. Yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, soccer's back. So, you know. I that that I, was an element over here, wasn't it? When was it in the was it in the summer when the football came back? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. There was, it, yeah, it was definitely a sweetener, wasn't it? Oh, it was tragic because um, they were playing the matches sort of behind closed doors with yeah. no fans in the stadium. It was awful. So there was no crowd noise, and <clears throat> it just yeah. shows you how shit it is. It, it, well, yeah, if you, you know, <laughs> it, if, it did. It did. When it, there's no atmosphere, but you yeah. can press a red button on the TV to have fake crowd noise piped in. It's like yeah, or for fuck's sake. I think normally the the <laughs> default the default was to have fake noise. Um, yeah. And like you know, if they scored a goal, um, they would be cheering. You go, <sighs> and the best thing was, well, I suppose that would happen anyway. But you know, if there was, if they thought that you know the director thought that a goal was going in, the crowd would erupt. Um, but uh, obviously, it didn't. That's so weird. Yeah, <laughs> they started doing that here. We we're big time. Well, we were big time hockey fans. We love to watch hockey games. Go to hockey games because it's like lacrosse skating and boxing all in one sport you get to you get a ufc and you know an actual sport and um we just we saw that they were pumping noises in to the empty empty arenas last year's playoffs just to like amp up the players psychologically so that they could score more goals to an audience of nothing and i just we, we were already in the habit of watching it live at home and we would mute it just because we hated the commentary because <laughs> it started to get like really social, like justice and aware and all that stuff. And it's like, who are these guys like talking about all this? This isn't hockey. Like we don't need politics in it. So we just started muting them. That's why we started going to games because you don't hear the announcers there. They don't talk. It's just hearing other people cheering and laughing. And the fact that they have to pump that crowd noise in tells me this whole thing's just a charade. Like it's just a con it's a game they're playing and and even the players are it's almost like they're participants in the game but they but they need that like social reinforcement in order to participate themselves because otherwise you know what is it it's just dudes skating around on ice hitting each other for no reason <laughs> although that's fun yeah are you guys still into... i was gonna say i'd, I'd watch that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are you guys still into sports like or has your interest faded 
I am. Oh, I, I still yeah. watch football. Um, Phil has uh, has fully awakened himself, haven't you? Um, and uh, no longer engages with any kind of sport. No, not for about the um, best part of 10 years probably now. Oof. Yeah, the sport was the wow. first thing to go and, and TV TV's pretty much gone now. Mm. I don't think I've watched. I think the last thing I watched properly was maybe Better Call Saul. And I gave up before the last season of that came up. So, maybe. Oh, congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, well, you Don't just... encourage him. <laughs> you just realise how much time you're spending on this stuff. And you're just wasting time, really. You're just sort yeah, of padding. Exactly. Something to do to take your mind off things uh, before you have to wake up and do it all over again. Exactly. It's, it's a drug. Yeah, and it's, it's escapism. Yeah, and it is like... Um, Oh, I forgot the name of it from uh, Brave New World. Soma. Soma, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah it is. Um, but it works. You know, I'm, I'm, ha- <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> I think that's the point, right? It's supposed to work. It's supposed to distract you. If you're happy, that's fine. But I, I wasn't, mm. you know, it wasn't, yeah. I realised that it wasn't doing anything for me. It's not fulfilling, is it, to do that over and over again? Um, I think you've got to have, uh, to find your fulfilment in something. Well, to me, it's quite the sort of the entertainment industry, particularly t- TV, particularly because there's just, there's so much, and there are these box sets that come out that people watch that are twenty hours long, mm. and it's very passive. You know, you're not you're not really engaging in what's going on. You're just sort of sat back and soaking it in, which is fine if that's how you want to spend all your evenings. But I just got to the point where, nah, enough, and it, it sort of it's, it wasn't like a like a, a guillotine coming down. It, it was like a gradual process. So I started watching less stuff that I already knew was shit. <laughs> and then I started being more selective. And I thought, well, I'd watch a few episodes of something new and I would make, make my mind up. Well, this is like, where, where is this on the quality bar? <laughs> you know, <laughs> is, is this Game of Thrones season three? Yeah. Or is this, <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of something shit. Something that your wife watches. Uh, yeah, anything that my missus watches. Bosh. Bosh. <laughs> anything, what, anything American Idol? Oh, anything um, like X Factor. Big Brother, some stupid reality shit. Survivor 25 or whatever fucking season they're on. Now. Oh, man. I mean, that's take, taking it to a new level, isn't it? Reality TV. I mean, that is absolute that, garbage. Yeah, when I don't know if you guys are familiar with Survivor. At all. I, I have um, heard of it, but I've never watched it. When that came no. out, oh my god, I was obsessed. I was I was pretty young, but that was like my reality TV right there. And then sometime after that, Big Brother came out, and so I was like kind of allowed to watch that. Not really, because there was you know the sexual situations. I couldn't in my Christian household. That was like, oh god, oh. I can't can't watch that. But you can um, watch shit TV, but don't curse yeah. Jesus. That's <laughs> Don't you dare. Yeah, exactly. So, so Survivor yeah. was before Big Brother. So was what, it? I, yeah, I don't know. I think so. What was don't quote me on that, but, but I think it, it was... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, I think it was around the same time maybe, but I'm, I can't remember which came first. I thought Survivor came first, but... What was what was the premise of that? Was that the one where they dropped you off on a, naked on a desert island and you had to survive? No, there was like two teams and they got dropped off. 
um, separate parts of an island or whatever location they were at. And they had to do various challenges to get um, like food items or survival items. And then whatever team lost at the end, they had to vote someone out. And then like the grand prize was like a million dollars, like something totally minuscule. Like road rolls meets castaway. Yeah, exactly. Except no Tom Hanks molesting children or anything. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. It was good. Uh, Checkers naked in the jungle though. Oh, <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh, we had this, uh, it was probably lost on the American audiences, but essentially we had this aging um, TV presenter. Disc was jockey. Sort of, yeah. yeah, he was a disc jockey, wasn't he? Yeah, sort of a household name if you went in certain households, I guess. Um, and he inexplicably decided to do a re- reality TV show with a few Z-list celebrities um, who were completely starkers uh, in a jungle for a, a few weeks. Um, so, I don't know, uh, original programming potentially? <laughs> no, it's, it's, in, uh, it's just <laughs> it's going down to the lowest common denominator, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. How can we shot make factor. some? Yeah, shot factor. How can we make this popular? I know. Let's make them all fucking naked. Well, that's the thing. I was just going to say. So I, I remember Survivor came out, but there was. Some, I'm sure there's something that I've seen that's called Naked Survival or something like that. And they drop off is two it people. Naked and afraid. Yeah, that's that it. it. Naked that's and afraid. It. That's it, isn't it? Um, and they, I, well, I think from my memory, it's something like you drop off a woman and a man in like the middle of nowhere and they've got to kind of get somewhere by a certain time or something to the death (laughs) maybe yeah Yeah. what's what's the what's this new well it's not new now but that dating show where they're they're naked and they reveal like a section of their body it's the genitals (laughs) first isn't it what's it called naked attraction that one do you you have that do you have that over there naked attraction I don't, I don't think so. Think so. This is like a, oh my gosh! <laughs> you will not fucking believe Please it. Please elaborate. Please elaborate. It's just bizarre. It's, so how's it start? Well, they get they they get a, a person comes on who um, is like there to get a date with someone. And then there's like, I can't remember how many people, but maybe like six people. Six. There are six people. And they're all in cubicles, naked. But it has like an opaque sliding door that kind of slides upwards. So they ask, they go, you know, are you ready to see the first bits of these people? And uh, it slides up and it and it comes up to just up to like the navel. So you can see either like, you know, the cock and balls or the fudge. And then based on that, you say, oh, I like that fudge or I like that penis. Mm. Um, I'm going to pick these ones and get rid of this one. And then the naked person comes out who's rejected, has a naked hug and says, bye. An awkward naked hug. Yeah, an awkward naked hug. And then um, um, it goes and goes and goes until the last two, and then they see the two, and, you know, it goes up to the face or whatever. And then then the person who's come on then gets naked. The chooser. The chooser, and... He or she gets naked, and then um, he picks one of the two that are left, and then that's it. And then they, they go on a date. And they go on a date, yeah, with, cl- with clothes on. <laughs> I mean, it makes zero sense. So it's meeting uh, the first, basically. Oh, my God. It's just, it's, yeah, it's just to get people to watch it, because it's on at, like, half 11 at night, isn't it? It's complete voyeurism. 
Yeah. Is what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're tuning in to watch people be humiliated. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. hopefully someone will have a weird cock, you know, or, you know, a, a weird twat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just... Someone has a Jeffrey Epstein-shaped penis, and it's like, oh, <laughs> oh, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> what was the thing with him? What did they say about his, his cock, Epstein? It's an egg-shaped, uncircumcised penis. Egg-shaped? Same as, same as Harvey Weinstein allegedly also has an egg-shaped, um, uncircumcised penis. That's why there's like a theory out there that they didn't rape anybody because they were ill-equipped essentially to do so. I don't know how true that is. I'm not, I've never really looked into it, but I've always thought that the egg-shaped penis thing is probably true because just look at them. You know, like <laughs> they look like they got an egg shaped dick. I'm just going to throw that out there. Is it like egg shaped not normal then? No, ma. <laughs> oh. Well, mine's actually a giraffe. So. <laughs> <laughs> Grab oh my his God. dick and twist him. <laughs> I'm too far away. I'm too far away from all my yeah, buttons. Like, you know? like an ostrich egg. What? Well, well, no. Grab his oh dick and twist it. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> we have a soundboard. Yeah, I'm just a bit, I'm a bit far away tonight. Christ. So, you know. Get on that thing. Um, Get up in the you, got, you got some Alex Jones on there? What do you, what do you yeah, of course we do. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, are you going to find it? I'll try. I don't know what it'll be under. It'll be under gay frogs, really. <laughs> you would have thought so, wouldn't you? Hey, he was right about that, apparently. <laughs> Making this yeah. Oh, yeah, they, they changed gender. So, oh. yeah, the, yeah, the chemicals in the water forced a uh, unexpected sex change in frogs that do ordinarily have that capability. Um, and they change sex in, in accordance with various temperatures and things like that. So he was kind of right, but only if he'd have said the correct things, like the water's turning the boy frogs into girl frogs. That's probably too much. <laughs> Wow, that's some Jurassic Park shit. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Don't worry, they're all female. <laughs> How do you know? Did someone go around look up all the dinosaur skirts? <laughs> Putting One their hands broke into the hot tub. How do you ever use this, Phil? It just makes no sense. I don't really. Still not found it. I don't no. really. I don't really use that one. It's more for. Uh, it's more for Joe Biden, really. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. So on and so forth. <laughs> that was the most coherent I've ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, he, he is a legend. I, I can't thank you enough for uh, for mm. electing him and ma- making him the most po- uh, the most popular yeah. president in history. The most, yeah, popular president ever. Yeah. It ever. Really, it really, we find it so entertaining. Because mm. it's, it's unfair for just us to have a clown. Well, yeah. I mean, he's not really, he's more of a reanimated corpse, isn't he, than a clown, but. Yeah, <laughs> Bojo. He might be a clone. We're not really sure. Have, yeah. you, have you seen the ear thing? With have Biden? you seen the ear thing with Biden? Yeah. I have no idea. No. I don't think he's a clone. I think it's like people wearing those Mission Impossible masks there's some, as like, body doubles. Yeah, there's something. some crazy like uh, prosthetics and just full on body suits out there that look completely human. Yeah, like if you go on if you go on Twitter and just and arms too, right? look around yeah, like randomly on the timeline. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 out there for sure. The when he got the you shot, don't think it's Trump, do you? In a Biden suit, <laughs> that would be hilarious. 
I, I don't think he could fit in a Biden suit. Dude, dude eats too many cheeseburgers. That dude's not fitting in any. I'm amazed he could fit in his actual suit, to be honest wow. with you. He's another one. He's got to squeeze his eggs. And, uh... oh, I just realized it's in alphabetical order, this, isn't it? Oh, my oh, God. He's been stirring at the thing for 10 minutes. I can't see anything that says frogs or gay, so. No, it's just, I've probably not updated that for a while. Oh, you want his? I know, I know. You can have this one. I look like a war-hardened goblin. There we go. That'll do, won't it? Nice. You guys yeah. need the one where he says, "I'm actually retarded." I'm actually <laughs> retarded. <laughs> that was that was when he was on Rogan's podcast, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, that's yeah. my favorite quote of his, where he's like, "I'm actually retarded," and it's like, "Oh, good, you admitted it." God, that episode was pure entertainment. It was so good. <laughs> I I, I think he's great. I think he's incredibly yeah. charismatic, and uh, you know, I mean, oh, I don't know where you to think go he's with a, it. You think he's a spook, CIA spook? <laughs> he's like the American David Icke. <laughs> <laughs> Only David Icke's probably written way more books than he has. You can't. You have to admire his commitment. I mean, he's been slogging mm. at this for like what. 30 years, probably? Long time, yeah. yeah. Long time. I saw him on his original, like, uh, Bohemian Grove tape. That was the first <laughs> time I heard about him. And then we saw a movie in the theater, A Scanner Darkly. I think Richard oh, yeah, Linklater made right. that movie. Yeah. We went to go see it, like, at the premiere. Like, Keanu Reeves was there. And we watched it there. And Alex Jones plays a tiny part <laughs> where he's a crazy guy <laughs> yelling in the streets about like gay frogs and stuff like that. Interdimensional then, child molesters. <laughs> internet, exactly. And then he lights himself on fire. That's literally, <laughs> I, I have no idea what the point of that scene was, but it was, it was great. He did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I, I remember seeing that video a long time ago. He sort of infiltrated that wasn't that with Rogan as well. The Bohemian Grove. Yeah. No, I think that was like way before he met Joe Rogan. Wow. That was in the beginning. That was what got him like his his start was filming that cremation care ceremony. Yeah, he had hair. Yeah, he actually had hair, and like real hair, not the plugs that he has now. <laughs> is, is Bohemian Grove the one with Moloch, the owl god? Yeah, that's the one. That's it. Up in Northern California. I've... It's just like, I guess they do like gay stuff too there. I'm not sure. I don't know, any, I don't know anything about them, but I just yeah. assume I, I've heard the quote that Richard Nixon, he went once and he said that this is the biggest bunch of queers that he's ever been around. That's literally like his quote. I think he said queers or maybe he said the other word. I'm not really sure, <laughs> but you guys call it cigarettes. So we don't call them that here. <laughs> no, it's funny how language evolves and changes, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. You know, what was uh, acceptable when we were in the schoolyard? Mm -hmm. Like uh, retard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's non, you're not allowed to say that now. No. And it, a lot of these, especially with um, mental issues, a lot of them were sort of started off as medical terms. Yeah. Like uh, idiot is mm. a, it was a, a medical term. Yeah. And uh, spastic. Spastic. Really? Because I just had a flashback to like when I was 10. Yeah, spaz. Spaz, yeah. Scope. Were you diagnosed spastic? <laughs> Phil yeah. was. I like ADD. Yeah. 
But, um, so they have to bring in new terms. Like a term gets adopted by the schoolyard mm. and is used as a, a weapon, a, a club to beat people with, mm-hmm. as a derogatory term. Mm-hmm. So then the sort of the industry, the mental health industry or the medical industry, comes up with new words to replace the old ones. Mm. And it's just a matter of time, isn't it, before they start being used again? Yeah, it is. In the school in the schoolyard, when was a uh, cunt used? <laughs> For yeah. you guys. I yeah. feel like you guys throw that around a lot. Yeah, God bless you guys. That's and a beautiful I, it's term. such a good word. <laughs> um, I don't think we... I don't think, I thought, no, it was too early, I think. Unless, unless we're wrong. I don't know. Unless all the movies are wrong. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless our movies lie well, to us, which I can't imagine why they do that. <laughs> I think can't, in, from, in, if you say in a southern accent, can't, rather than cunt. It sounds a little bit differently, a different. So, Softer, yeah. Yeah, so I think maybe if you're from down south, it might be um, more acceptable for you to call someone a cunt than it is for someone up here to call you a cunt. It's so uh, different, isn't it? It is. It's, a, it's an aggressive, has aggressive connotations here. It was never something I heard at school. No. The first time I was called no. a cunt was my first day at work. <laughs> On my first day when I was an apprentice at the age of 17 or whatever. Really? That's right. I'm sure I called you a cunt before. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. You can't even, you don't know when all these words kind of come into your lexicon or whatever. Completely different now because we've got Game of Thrones, you know. Everyone's calling them a cunt left, right and centre. Yeah. Right. Every man and his cunting dog's a cunt. Yeah, so I think, you know, I think it's a regional thing here in the UK. And I think in Scotland, I don't know how true this is, but I believe cunt is not that offensive. It might be like saying piss in Scotland. Is it a term, oh. a term of affectment? <laughs> affectment? They call, their, they call their wives that, right? They're like, oh, that cunt over there. I yeah, yeah, cunt. exactly, yeah. <laughs> Basically. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's just what you hear, isn't it? The thing is, with these words and language, it's all about intent. Mm. You know, people who are friends with each other can call themselves a silly cow, you bloody silly can. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's the intention that is what that what's, that's matters. I suppose. Yeah. I agree. I think, I think okay. that goes for everything. Have we just gone up to, a, gone up to the end of a, a blind alley of cunt? <laughs> Context. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think it's intention. I think we've been talking to people who are saying that like the English language itself is casting spells. And so, cause the, cause the English language has evolved, right? Old English was yeah. more like Welsh, I think. And it's just changed over you time. You take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I take it you hate on the Welsh there. They're no, like, no, they're yeah. all right. Yeah. Great bunch of lads. Well, I, I, you have really long names. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of was outlawed, wasn't it? Basically, same with what was like Welsh was outlawed. Yeah, like, oh, the language, right? Under, language? Uh, yeah, under like King Edward really? in like the thirteen hundreds or whatever when he built his Iron Ring or whatever it was called. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> kinky. Um, but yeah, but, but yeah, so it was sort of, you know, you probably punishable by death to sort of speak that language. Same with sort of like Celtic, I imagine, you know, when something yeah. to do with like English, Scotland, more, languages. you know, like hundreds of years ago kind of thing. But then even when that was what a lot of sort of when, um, Ireland had its war of independence, um, 
was about sort of suppression of Irish culture and all the rest of it and um, speaking Irish. <laughs> yeah, cultural so, cleansing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just another name for it, I guess, isn't it? But that's what empires do. Yeah, yeah. They they suppress people. You don't want, if you're trying to, if you've got the boot on the necks of people, you don't want them identifying with some sort of cultural thing that that energizes them, that Mm. they can get behind. You know, you want like a culture club. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You want them, you want them docile and obedient. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just high quality television would do for me. Well, it does for most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Or drinking fluoride. Oh. This. Is this what... Uh, this is coming, yeah, they've announced this over here, haven't they? Yeah. Putting fluoride in the water. Mm. It's already in the water in some areas. I think yeah. ours is one of them. It's been in, in for since the 60s. I don't think oh. it was in ours. I thought it was in, like, Yorkshire or somewhere like that. But I, I might oh, be it was in Yorkshire? Mm. Yeah. Nah, they, yeah. They keep it. Basically, I read the... Um, we have this guy... There's this guy in the UK who no one had heard about about 18 months ago called Chris Whitty, and he is the uh, public health, what's he called, uh, chief medical officer. And he's the guy who's been doing press conferences every day when the pandemic started and that. And now he's a household name now. Everyone knows who Chris Whitty was. And he announced a couple of weeks ago that they're going to roll out fluoridation of the water. And I read his statement, and he's like, basically he said, the statement said... Um, some children don't brush their teeth twice a day, so we're going to fluoridate the water supply. Can we not just get wow. Can we not just get kids to brush their teeth twice a day? Yeah, no. Isn't that easier? Yeah, you would think that would be easier, wouldn't you? But apparently not. Yeah. No. They're already advertising the vaccines. Can't they just add tack on like, oh, and don't forget to brush your teeth twice a day yeah. <laughs> at the same time? Get the shot. Yeah. Brush your teeth twice a day. Yeah, Message. Well, Brush your teeth twice a day for a month, and we'll give you a donut. People are just going to stop brushing their teeth. The government can't tell me to brush my teeth. The government can't tell me to wash my armpits, and you'll just end up with all hell break loose. Well, do you know actually? There's there's a link between a a certain type of bacteria that uh, grows on your teeth in tooth decay, and it's linked. Don't say heart attacks. No, it's linked to dementia. Ah. Apparently. Really. Yeah. So I don't know, it might be uh, a bit of a cost-cutting exercise, basically. Cutting on the amount of uh, care they have to pay for, for all these kids now. Uh, I would have thought they would have said that in their announcement, if that was a motivation. Well, they just don't read the research, do they? Um, you know. no. they, you know, they said it does, they were open, you know, they said it does nothing for adults. <laughs> so, And uh, it's just for kids. And if they have too much fluoride, um, it can create this thing called fluorosis, I think, on the kids' teeth. Right. Do you ever have you ever looked at your toothpaste label? No, not for under sevens. <laughs> not for under sevens. A lot of them will say. All oh, right. Well, yeah, I get some like I get different ones. Yeah, and they like they say when you're. Uh, I think it says like for children under a certain age, you put a smear on, mm. and then for a certain age, you put a P, a P sized. All right. There's a, yeah, because it's a neurotoxin. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a serious chemical. Yeah. 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 On ours, it says if you swallow a big chunk, call the poison control. Yeah. Wow. So. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. So I remember yeah. once my my mum and dad. Uh, this must have been in like the nineties or the eighties. Um, <laughs> we went on holiday somewhere, and they went, "Oh fuck, we not brought the toothpaste." 
and um, they they brought some uh, strawberry flavored toothpaste, and I ate it all. <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah, so that's why you've got such a crusty pineal gland. You just you soak up stupid TV all the time. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, and I'm this happy like watching reality TV. Yeah. Happy, happy person. Yeah, doing that. Do you know where fluoride comes from? Do you know how they get fluoride? I didn't see from like killing babies or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's adrenochrome. <laughs> Come on, keep up. No, <laughs> it comes through. It's a side. It's a by- byproduct of manufacturing aluminum. Yeah, and they had no idea what to do with it, so they're like, "I know what we're gonna do. We're gonna give it to people, and they're gonna eat it." Mm. <laughs> Yummy. I mean, why not? Right. And then we can make money off the byproduct too. Yeah. And it often is that uh, those kinds of things are. That's how sort of like it works, isn't it? It's like something's an offshoot of something, and then you figure out, oh, we can actually sell this, or we can make a market for it. That's the more important thing, isn't it? Essentially, we've seen that recently, haven't we, with CO two and uh, fertilizer industry um, over here? I think it's fertilizer. Well, oh yeah, it's a byproduct of, of it, isn't CO2 it? CO two that goes to mm. to the bottling industries and you know your, your fizzy drinks and whatnot, and your packaged meats. Yeah, uh, whatever. It all requires CO two. So um, we had a recent issue over here where uh, the gas prices went through the roof. So the energy there was an energy crisis. Gas, crisis. gas being uh, natural gas rather than gasoline. Just to clarify. Yeah, sorry, yeah. natural gas. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> so the the cost of of power went through the roof for these um, for these big manufacturing places, and they essentially shut down because it was it wasn't cost effective for them to run, and as a result all those byproduct industries were impacted. So we had, you know, news reports telling us that there was going to be no, no like um, cooked meats available. Uh, all the loads of pigs were going to die immediately because, I oh know that was something else. I think that's because we didn't have enough butchers because of Brexit. <laughs> um, uh, the bottled uh, drinks industry was going to be infected because of the, affected, sorry, because of the um, CO2 shortage. Just all doom mongering stuff and something about turkeys and Christmas. I can't. I, I just kind of zoned out. And did you did you see Ben what Boris Johnson's solution was to the gas prices that he announced the uh, other day? No, adding <laughs> adding a levy to gas prices. Of course, making them wow. more expensive. Why? Oh my! Because he's a fucking yeah. cloud. He's wow. a cloud. It's clown world. Is it so we don't? Is it so we use less or something? Oh, just don't try and think of oh. any logic. There won't okay. be any logic behind it. Okay, well... He'll be getting his orders from Klaus Schwab, man. <laughs> he wants everyone to change... Well, uh, I don't think... I think this is more Klaus, actually, but changing from your um, your gas boiler to a heat pump. And I looked into this the other day and thought, oh, yeah. well, you know, if it's going to be, you know, more sustainable or whatever in terms of I'm not going to get my gas supply cut off because the prices are too high or whatever... Uh, I'll look into it, and it's something like seventeen thousand pounds to yeah. to install, which every, is every, phenomenally expensive. Every twenty years, as well. So you'd yeah. have to refit. It's basically it's hundreds of feet of pipe work you have to put bury in the ground if it's a ground source one. So yeah. basically, over here we use natural gas. Most of us use natural gas for central heating, and we have gas boilers which last about maybe 10 15 years and they cost about 1500 pounds 2000 pounds so like two and a half three thousand dollars yeah. but you don't have right. to you'd have to change all like the radiators and stuff that's the thing isn't it so they're pushing us to get these heat pumps 
which costs 10 times the amount, about £20,000. But, good news, the, the government's going to give you £5,000 towards the cost. Yeah, that you just pay back anyway. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so you're only about 15 grand out of pocket. It's wild. The thing is, and I'm sure I'm not alone here, and I hope I don't get lambasted by the uh, eavesdroppers. They're lambasted. I, I don't feel strongly enough about just being slightly more green to spend twenty, thirty thousand pounds on a new heating system. Well, you're part of the if, problem. If was, you're part of the problem. Yeah, sorry. It's sorry, a green guys. industrial revolution. Yeah, well, maybe. Neil! Neil before Schwab! <laughs> Oh my Tell God. you what, I'll give you 500 quid. Sell me out, 500 quid. I'll be as green as you like. But no, it costs a fortune. Mm. Where, where do you think, where do you guys think this is coming from, this sort of green agenda that they're pushing? God, this has been going on for so long. Since the Club this of Rome. This whole, like, climate change bullshit. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's all, in the end, in run for control. You know, more control for us. Um, it's so weird... Here recently in California, they decided to put a a ban on gas-powered lawn equipment. And that also includes, like, generators. Generators. Um, But, yeah, the the landscaping industry in Southern California is huge, you know. Mm. And a majority of people in these small businesses use gas-powered lawnmowers, leaf blowers, which I hate with a passion, (laughs) and all these other items. So it's like... By 20, what is it, 2024 or yep. something, you have to um, trade in your equipment and you can get like a little, I don't know, pence from no, the you, government. You can't even trade it in. You have to, they'll give you like a subsidy. They, they have, they set oh, $30 yeah. million dollars aside for all of the landscapers in California to get a little piece of that to change over to battery operated equipment that's electronic. And most of the people that do landscaping around here are, are immigrants. They're undocumented immigrants that that's their business. That's their way. That's their income. It's a cash business for the most part, which I don't have a problem with, but how are they going to get a subsidy when you're not even a citizen? You can't get any of that stuff. So all that money is going to go to our governor's pals who probably have some green, you know, Mm -hmm. landscaping company that he sold the idea to them. And he's like, Oh, great idea. Here's 30 million. That account's pretty much yours. That's mm-hmm. basically the poorest again. It's just, it's the same oh, everywhere. It looks, looks to be. Yeah. yeah. And Do the, you even have loans in California? I did read somewhere that the, the climate isn't really designed for loans and it, <laughs> it, it takes up so much water to, uh, to maintain oh, loans. <laughs> it's such a waste of space. It's honestly, the, it's the worst use of your property. It's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, it's this whole idea of just having this green, perfect lawn here is it's infected everyone. And when you could just be putting fruit trees or something of use, planter beds, yeah, something of use in your front lawn, you know, a cool like BMX track or something. Yeah, (laughs) that's a terrific idea, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. This whole this whole climate change thing too um, helps push the scarcity model, you know. And the taxing of the air we breathe. Yeah. And I, I don't get the whole like carbon in the air is bad. Don't plants need carbon to function? Otherwise, yeah. how are they going to live? And, and Ben mentioned you mentioning the shortage of CO two. Like what the shit? I thought we had so much <laughs> CO two. 
Come I on. thought CO2 was right. a problem. Like, what the fuck? It's the wrong kind of CO2, isn't it, in the air? <laughs> well, who was the guy who was the... He was, like, one of the founding members of Greenpeace, and now he's, like... Uh... Swampy? No, no, no. He was on the He was on the Delling pod, wasn't he, a, f- a month or two ago? Yeah. And he was debunking all the, the climate change stuff. Mm. Yeah, he was a founding member of Greenpeace. He was on that ship when, during the, the whole Save the Whales... Rainbow tragedy. What was it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he basically fell out with them all because they were like over egging the pudding. You know, they were like uh, sort of saying it worse, saying it was worse than it was. And he's like, he said in that podcast, you know, it's basically just it's plant food. Um, and he's and he his kind of idea is is that you know India and um, China with sort of all the coal powered. power stations is essentially providing all the co2 to grow all the extra crops in the world basically to feed to feed us all um yeah. i mean the other thing as well is like it's just the unintended consequences of everything like you know we've seen loads of stuff with like the lockdowns of covid and stuff but like we always talk about bill gates wanting to fire fucking aluminum particles or some shit into the atmosphere. Wants to block out the sun. Yeah, and like, you just think, it can people, and they just go, yeah, that's a really good idea, is it? And you just think, there's just no, there's no way, is there, that that could be a good thing anyway. It's just everyone's terrified of this. The world is getting hotter and hotter. Yeah, and a lot of it's down to the media and the, the way mm. the media media pro- portrays what's going on and the sort of climate alarmism, which is growing year on year, mm. you know. And we've been saying for, well, 18 months that this, this COVID situation is going to roll over into the the climate. We've already heard about potential climate lockdowns in our future. Yeah. You know, if you can, if you prepare to lock down a society for the for the benefit of public health... You know, because eighty-two-year-olds are dying of COVID, mm. then when you know, if if the scientists are telling us that a billion people are going to die in sub-Saharan Africa or Southeast Asia, mm. well, I just thought actually, then there was, uh, do you know, one thing that I, I could see them doing is like an air quality lockdown because China did that first too for the for the Beijing Olympics Olympic games. They that's shut, true, yeah. yeah, yeah they shut true. down all the factories, got all the cars off the roads, so the air quality was good enough for people actually to actually run in the Olympic Stadium without dying. Essentially, guy, <laughs> more Farris, more Farris coming round fifteen hundred meters and just collapse. Exactly, of, of yeah. smog inhalation five yards before the finish line. Yeah, I know, but you could see it though, and like the the thing about sort of you know potentially having sort of like digital currency. That being linked to everything and say, you know, monetized, yeah, having an electric car, yeah. And then you say, look, no, you've used your mileage now for this month, you break discs, have produced X amount of uh, toxic dust. Um, you can't go out now, affect poor people again who can't afford to change their cars to change their heating systems because it costs money to be green. And it also is going to cost you money to not be green in the, in, you know, fines or carbon credits or whatever and i'm not talking about separating your recycling or whatever and or, or walking to the shop instead of driving your car of course that's free but it's going to get to the point where your car will become obsolete and you have to purchase a green car or your heating system will be obsolete and you have to fork out 
20, 30 grand for a new system. But don't worry, because there'll be some kind of loan system from the government whereby that's provided for you and all you have to do is is pay back for the rest of your life and it becomes another tax, another revenue stream for the government. It's great business, a great business idea. Yeah. Yeah, Creepy Joe's trying to put some mileage tax on us over here. The Ooh, whatever paper yeah, mile. What, I don't know. They're apparently doing some pilot program. It was written in the new whatever the new, new world order. Bill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the new spending bill that came out recently. People were complaining about it, saying, "Oh, that mileage tax is in there." And he's like, "No, actually." It's going to be a pilot program to see if the mileage tax is if worth study the implementing. Tax. I'm like, bitch, you know what you're doing. It's so <laughs> it's so weird just the control these people try to have on us. And I tend to just let it roll off my back and not let it get to me because in my reality, this shit that shit's not real. You know. Yeah, and and we have guns here, so we're not going to be like <laughs> Australia. Like you pull that shit here. Sorry. Buddy, you're not going home at the end of the day, you know, like we, we, you're not going to fuck around with Americans and we're moving to a place where everybody has guns. So, Te- I mean, Texas, I'm at me, bro. You know, <laughs> we're, we're going up to Idaho. Yeah, we're going up to Idaho. Uh-huh. We're moving. Getting the hell out of California. Is that uh, up at the top somewhere? It's a square one, isn't it? In the sort of middle? It's in the middle. It's like an, it's like an L shape and it's to the <laughs> north. Uh, kind of center to the left of the United States. Oh yeah, that one. Not, not touching the coast, but like we're next to the coast. Does it? Coast does it have seasons there? Does it get cold and hot and all the rest? It of has it? all of the seasons. Does California only has two. We have spring and summer. Yeah, that's so yeah. Up there, we actually get winter and spring and fall and summer and all that stuff. It's going to be a huge change. Yeah, yeah already on the ground up there. What's what, cool. why? Why Idaho in particular? Well, my, my dad actually was born there. He grew up there on a farm. Um, so my, my grandfather was a farmer. He kind of picked that up and we went and visited like a couple months ago and just fell in love with the place. The people are super nice. Everybody up there is like, not everybody's Mormon, but a lot of people are Mormon and Mormon are people are super nice. Like they're just, they're really nice. Like I won't go to church with them, but they're super nice and I don't mind hanging around them. And I figured it's much better than being in California where everybody has a stick up their ass and <laughs> loves like telling you that you need to wear a mask and yeah. how taxes are a great thing. And the government is doing such a wonderful job. And I'm like, are you alive? Do you have a pulse? What the fuck is the matter with you? Are you not looking at any of this stuff? But most of the people that say that, aren't homeowners they are renters and they don't pay these taxes so for the most part people like us that have good jobs and pay taxes and we have a mortgage we get screwed so we figure let's sell let's move up there let's be a little bit more free while we're still kind of slaves at the same time (laughs) that's cool man it must be it must be great to have a place you can actually go to to get away from the yeah, the misery of, of an area that you're in. It's not like people can just up sticks here and move to Norwich where no one cares or wherever, whatever county might be a, a more sort of liberal or no, it doesn't work like conservative that area. No, no, we don't have the the sort of uh, what sort of powers the uh, separation of powers uh, from. So we we have a, a much more centralized system. And not as centralised as it used to be, because it used to be centralised in Brussels, which isn't even in our country. But it's centralised in London now. 
So our local councils don't really have a lot of uh, leeway when it comes to things like tax. So, you know, if we live in the county of Lancashire, if Lancashire decided to be a low-tax economy, wanted to, mm. we, don't have the, we don't have that power. Everything's dictated via London. And so all the decision-making is London-centric. All the investment yeah. goes around London, you know. And the, the, Yeah, the per-head investment in London is phenomenally more than yeah. it is up there. Yeah, it's probably yeah. three or four times what it is, infrastructure spending per-head in London. And they, they, they fucking play fucking mute music, don't they, and, and talk about redressing the balance, and it never happens because... Mm. That's why I'm a, like a local... That's why I voted Brexit. So I want power local, not remote. I remember saying on this podcast, it's bad enough that all the power's held in fucking London. Never mind another country. I want local people who are accountable. Local people. <laughs> local. Yeah, a local shop. You can go up and punch them in the face if you need to. Exactly. Yeah, I remember arguing with, with one, of our met, one of our mates about how fucking shit it was with the European Union. And, it, and this, like, this mate of ours went, well, write to your MEP. It's like you've, you've you're on a different planet, mate. That's it. It's over. Yeah, sorry about there's, that. There's no you need you need to be able to you you have to be within arm's length of your politicians so you can grab them by the fucking neck because we know exactly. they're all fucking shysters, aren't they? There might be the odd one. There's the odd one who slips through the net. He might be there for you know. <laughs> he isn't a cunt. <laughs> you know, most of them they're just on the make. They're on the make as much as they can before they get booted out. Yeah, yeah. So Idaho sounds lovely. (laughs) (laughs) It's wonderful up there. Are you going to try and do some like homesteading stuff there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, we already have our goal. I want to get chickens by spring and then maybe some rabbits, like meat rabbits too, so we can balance that out. I would like a goat, but I don't think we have enough space to do a goat just yet. Yeah, Mm. and for the winter, I'm going to start some microgreens for us growing that so we have like salads and What's a microgreen? What's, what's a, a micro? Tiny yeah. amounts of LSD. What's a microgreen? Microgreen is just like a. It's just a smaller version of a vegetable. You okay. the way you grow them is um, Brussels sprouts. <laughs> yeah, it's like you grow them in trays, and they're heavily just com not compacted, but um, it's, a, it's a dense growth. Dense, yeah, dense growth. So you get like tiny broccoli, or um, you can grow wheatgrass, huh? um, onions. There's lo- there's right. like little lettuce types that you can you can grow little lettuce types like arugula and things like. And that. And they grow quick within like 14, 15 days. And uh, so, is it a meal yeah. though? I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's tiny. <laughs> The more, I mean, if you have a bunch of trays, you know, you can keep rotating it out and have it with some steak, you know, like a protein. Um, But yeah, it's the nutrient value that you get from it. You're eating something that's basically alive, which is what we should be eating. Um, Still talking about the steak. (laughs) Say that again. Still talking about the steak. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'd prefer to eat just that eat rare. the steak. <laughs> but I guess I'll eat some green stuff, too. Supposed to. Gotta have some greens. I guess. So do you, yeah. do you grow them inside, then? Or do you like grow them in, like, a polytunnel or something in the winter? Yeah. You grow yeah. them inside on just, like, metal racks in your office or, right. you know, basement if you have a basement. Right. Okay. Wow. We could do that. Yeah, yeah surely. Yeah. 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 
We'll send you. We'll send you a couple of videos. It's pretty easy. Anybody can do it. It's super easy as yeah. long as you oh, know how to use dirt and seeds. That's pretty much it. And we can do. We can grow mushrooms as well. We'll have to get Michael Logos back, <laughs> and he can school us on the mushrooms. Peter McCoy. Peter McCoy. Yeah. Mm. What about um, sort of water and energy? Are you looking to be sustainable in that regard as well? Yeah, you had yeah. a snow idea. What were you talking about with saving the um, snow? A listener of ours recommended that uh, for snow, we if you shovel it, in, shovel it in a bucket, take it inside, let it melt, and use that to water your plants. The nitrogen in that snow is really good for oh, the plants. Cool. So in that way, that'll be good. I think water-wise, we're still going to be connected. Won't be any, won't be any fluoride in it either. <laughs> no, no, there's no, they don't, they don't fluoridate yeah, the water up there. I think the, the only risk that we run in that city is their stupid mosquito spraying that they like to do. Yeah, it's like um, an, it's like an abatement. They they spray it from a truck. It's really ghetto. It, like <laughs> it's like a, it's like a redneck, and he's in a just like a pickup truck, and he's driving down the road, and there's some smokestack thing behind him in the bed, and it just shoots the whatever, whatever poison, poison it is, and he's just breathing it in. We're breathing it in, and, and he, he drives every street in the town, and he drives up to the canyon, and he comes back. Uh, so I don't yeah, know. I'm yeah. I'm gonna get to the bottom of that. I know the mayor isn't too far from us because the town we're moving to is like super small. He lives a block away. Yeah, right. and cool. so I'm gonna see what the hell's going on with that because I don't care. Local government for you, right there. There you go. That's what saying, yeah, yeah, we can just <laughs> go choke the, the mayor. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the difference, isn't it? Like the mayor here, well, in the UK, the the mayors are just like ceremonial. They don't really have yeah, any it's... power, do they? Just no. dinners and stuff. Yeah. They, they, get, they get to wear a big uh, gold necklace, don't they, normally? Oh, I see. Uh, <laughs> oh, like a yeah. Freemason. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so yeah. And then his wife is like the, the mayoress or, you know, vice versa. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's a shit storm. Mm. It's so weird that that London is basically centralized power. You guys, so you guys never really had like a federalist type system where there's more local control and the capital can just kind of fuck off. No, he no. went from the king to the parliament, didn't it? Straight away, and then it we're, just gradually got. We were talking about this the other week. So, if you, mm. if you take Germany for example, Germany, Berlin is the political camp capital. Mm. Um, I think um, Frankfurt would be the financial capital, mm. um, and then you've got various cultural capitals like Munich, and Munich, you've, you've yeah. other huge, huge, you know, Dusseldorf, Dusseldorf, Stuttgart. You've got, you've got lots of major cities, but. As far as I know, well, in in sort of Western countries, oh no, this I'm probably it's probably talking smack here, but as far as a, a major economy, we're still in like the top five, top six global economies. London is the cultural, financial, and political capital of the country. Yeah, okay. you know we need to we need to break that shit up, spread the love. <laughs> See okay. thing. Well, yeah, and no, I think that there has been attempts to do that with culture slightly hasn't there with like there's a the bbc has basically moved moved a bit of it to the northwest where near manchester where we live um and a bit went from a different channel uh to uh leeds, leeds. which is in yorkshire a bit further up than us um, but that's about it really oh hs2 they're, they're making a high speed high speed high speed rail link that just links all the other parts of the country to London. So, you know, there's that as well. But they're starting in London and building out when really they should have put the infrastructure in the north and then yeah. linked it to London because then we'd get the benefits up here for a 
at least a couple of years. Yeah, but that's not the point. A quick gym. <laughs> that's well, not, I know. It's not supposed to benefit us up here. Um, that's that's exactly it's to make it exactly easier for people to get to fucking London, London isn't it? Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can't. Can. <laughs> <laughs> The union might be about to split up, right? So I hear. So Scotland, uh-huh. Wales separating, all that, all that sort of jazz. I don't know if it'll happen, but I don't know if that would make things better or worse because they'd say, well, England is, is smaller now, so it makes sense. London makes even more sense. So you're not having any any cultural capital. They'll probably pull back the mayor the mayoral roles of Greater Manchester and Liverpool. I think they've been told they have a little bit more power than than the ceremonial mayors. I don't know how much of that is true. But I think if if the union did break up, I mean, I think it would probably be worse for people living in England. I'd, I'd want that Scotland border pulled down a few hundred miles. Just, just get, just finish, just, just, re- just like rebuild Hadrian's Wall and have done with him. Yeah, the picks, <laughs> Sassanax. <laughs> Scotland has some pretty tough people. My, from my, on my dad's side of the family, my grandfather's side is all Scotch uh, English, and we're supposedly some ancestor down the line was like a steward to William Wallace or something like that. I don't know if that's true. I have no clue, but I just know that Scotland and Northern England, they're probably the real England and London is like the faking. They keep trying to make everybody seem like, Oh no, everything's London. Everything's London. But I always talk to her before this whole lockdown. If we ever ever go to the UK, I actually don't ever want to go to London, maybe fly in there because you have to, but then I'd want to go stay up in the North or something. You're, it doesn't you're seem correct. Like, yeah. yeah, and you, you, you do have a, a look of Robert the Bruce as well. <laughs> I think you should. Yeah, I was going to say you should do ancestry dot com, but no, don't do that because they'll just sell you sell, sell your, your DNA. DNA. Yeah, start making clones yeah. of you. Yeah, and if you if fucking hell, this guy's Robert the Bruce. <laughs> make a make a thousand of him. Yeah, they keep finding serial killers through that, you know. Shit! <laughs> they did. I'm definitely oh, not. I'm just, <laughs> just going to say. So you know, <laughs> if, you, if you happen to, um, like you know, kill lots of people in the 80s, then yeah, time's probably up. I was oh, two in the 80s, so <laughs> probably didn't kill a lot of people. I'm sure. You never know. <laughs> you never know. With my cutes, I killed them with my cutes. You know, exactly. Pinch my cheek. <laughs> Still murder. <laughs> oh my god did you guys hear about bill clinton how's he died i i wish <laughs> almost just this close this close he's actually in a local hospital from here not too long ago uh, i guess oh. it was yesterday or the day before he got some kind of yeah i think it was friday um infection in his penis and then he, <laughs> he ended up in the in the hospital, and he's there with his lovely wife, Hillary Clinton, was, who should have been president. It was right? a urological <laughs> infection. Yeah, in the egg. With his urine. <laughs> he was he was here locally talking about something with his charity or trafficking children or something, whatever he does. <laughs> and yeah, I guess he's in high spirits. So sorry, sorry. This this close, not 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 yet. Are we, are we having a get well soon shout out? <laughs> so, yeah. Is that what's going on? Have I misread the mood? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a UTI in his egg penis. Mm. Yeah. 
he basically had a UTI and it almost went septic. Wow. So, well, yeah. uh, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy, could it? Right. Yeah. I just I got I remember seeing that headline and I got so mad just to think that piece of shit's down the street with his wife, you know. Well not like literally down the street, but he's he's pretty close. One of his clones is down the street. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he, like, man. He does look uh, terrible. Absolutely terrible. He has looked ill for a while, yeah. hasn't he? How old is he? Yeah. A million? I haven't even <laughs> Is he eighty? He's cool. Is he eight? He's gotta be. He's gotta be like in his eighties, yeah, right? I think maybe late seventies, maybe. How old is Jimmy Carter then? He, he's still knocking around. Jimmy Carter is one thousand years. Old. <laughs> yeah. He's he's like this big now. Did you see that picture with him and and was so weird. Joe Bugs? He was uh, <laughs> Joe Bugs was like all huge, and Jimmy Carter looked like a little like a little Muppet doll or something. Oh, I'm not really who, who knew that Nephilim shrink when they get that old? <laughs> <Weird>. <laughs> Oh my god, who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, we're gonna have to fuck off into the night. Yeah. We've blown through an hour. <laughs> have we done an hour yet? An I've hour, not got my clock. An hour and three minutes. We've oh. done. Cracky, my, bo- my body <laughs> clock's like. Body clock's working overtime. Is that why you're rubbing your boobs? Yeah, I do. Are when you... my body clock's good, I, I rub my, <laughs> my moobs. Phil. Yeah. Phil, are you gonna turn into a pumpkin? <laughs> no, no, I hope not. But you know we've got to we um for, for, you might not know we do like two halves mm. of our podcast so we do like a collab or interview or whatever for an hour and then we do a lot of topical stuff and talk about dog <laughs> dog and stuff. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got spoiler, a, spoiler alert. Yeah, I've got a dog dog jizz story for you tonight. <laughs> Great, you can't wait. You can't wait, can you? No. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to sign off, but it's been it's been great meeting you mm. too. It's been good fun. Yeah, sure. Fantastic. yeah. Um, send send us uh, if you got our Amish Inquisition uh, email address to send us about microgreens. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if we have your email, but um, we'll it's, find it. Yeah, you can find you guys. Find it. We'll send it to you on On that subject, there's a guy. Um, oh my gosh, the uh, the lawful rebel, Nigel Howitt. Oh yeah, yeah. We should. Uh, yeah, should maybe hook you to up yeah nigel's like okay. a, he used to be an airline pilot and mm. then he, he sort of took this sort of um self what do you call it self yeah he got a small holding and he and he, and he basically built four interconnected yurts on it and it came a cropper of um planning by the local council and he had to take his yurts down but it's, it's completely like self-sustaining mm. whole homeschooling the kids Mm. And like supplement, like gets his own water and power, and then supplements his income by selling like organic food products and stuff. So it'd be it'd probably be good for you guys to uh, connect with him and have a chat about that yeah, sort of stuff. Be, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. Nice guy. Thank you guys. Thank you. No worries. Appreciate, Appreciate yeah. you guys having us on and yeah. finally meeting. It was awesome. It was great. You yeah. guys were you guys crack up. Wish you, <laughs> wish we were over there. Or you were over here, so we could just have a beer together. <laughs> yeah, cool. maybe maybe one day. Yeah, just pay for us to come out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, what will it be for three airline tickets? About six grand, maybe? No, not much. Six grand, maybe. Wait till, wait till we get to Idaho. You'll be a little closer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll oh, be a little yeah. cheaper. You can fly in a Cessna, right? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be fine. <laughs> we'll just hitch a ride on uh, one of what, that Carl Lagerfeld's um, 
Kitty, no, it's not Carl Lagerfeld. The guy Charlie Robinson we're talking about. He's got the same. He had the same plane as Epstein, oh, where it had the like the trap door where you can throw the children off when you finish oh, with them. I must, I must, I must have just erased that part of the thing from my, from my memory. Oh, to and, uh, and, and Trump, Trump had one as well. Is it a Boeing? Yeah, it's a certain kind of Boeing. Seven three seven. I can't remember. Right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but kids love their the Boeing pedo special. Okay, <laughs> the Lolita okay. Express. Yeah, exactly. Oh man! Right then. <laughs> so I'll uh, I'll well go out tomorrow. So I'll uh, I'll send you links and uh, tag you in the all the social media stuff and that when it's live and For it's, sure. uh, it's been good fun. Yeah, nice to meet yeah. you too. Yeah, had a great time, guys. Thank hope, you. Hope the uh, hope the move goes well. Yeah. Spoon. Yeah, thank you for sure. We'll send you some pictures from Freedom Land up there, up there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a good night. Cheers, guys. Have a good afternoon. Yeah. yeah. See you in a bit. We'll talk bye bye. soon. Bye. Bye bye. Right then, we're back. The dwarf, the cripple, and the mother of madness. That's our chat with Legs and Buffalo Rambler. Yeah. From, uh, yes. Seem like nice people. Yeah. From America, yeah, lovely. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, I enjoyed them. I enjoyed their presence. Check out the links in the show notes. I'll put um, links to false, rea- <coughs> false reality check podcast uh, in the show notes, and and check it out. They had Cheney yeah. on, I think, last week. Mm. Um, I don't know if it, it, a lot of sort of similar topics we talk about, but with that sort of uh, what's the thing where you homesteading angle to it and yeah microgreens microgreens i'm gonna get a microgreen expert on the podcast that's my next one yeah. that one and that's ancient, a good shout ancient sumer <laughs> still not found are you looking for someone for an expert on ancient sumer well i've found one from the university of liverpool um but then it's like there are go-to university yeah <laughs> for experts well I, I was just gonna say this guy came on from the university of liverpool um so you come on too um but it's like when i'm getting around to um ordering some new windows for our house i just never get around to doing it oh windows 11's just out oh windows 11's just come out if that that fits the bill i don't know is there a sweaty man dancing on stage at the launch party yes there is (laughs) in every window of your give it up for me (laughs) (laughs) I love the one where he, he, who's it called? Steve, what's it? Steve Batshaw? Bulmer. Bulmer. Steve Bulmer. The one where he twists his ankle halfway through. Fantastic. <laughs> it limps off. Give it up for me. Oh, I'm in pain. Yeah, it's uh, it, almost as good as the nerdy dance, the Bill Gates nerd dance. Stabby, yep. Nerdgasm. Yeah. Mm, super painful to watch that. It's just super, just super painful. <laughs> Anyway, let's move on. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. This is a value for value podcast. If you find this podcast valuable, please consider returning some value. Yeah, there's a myriad of ways... Yeah, doing, doing that. that. Word of mouth is the, the number ways one. Oh. are legion. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. There's lots of them, I guess, is what we're trying to say. Yes. Word of mouth is my favorite. 
if you know someone who's into podcasting. Yeah, man. Warm. Covers uh, similar subjects. Send them a link. Yeah. Get slight slip into yeah. the dot martins and send them a link to the Arms Inquisition. <laughs> I think um the guest suggestions is um quite useful because um, we've had a couple of suggestions that have opened some avenues and um mm-hmm. to people that would be good for us to talk to as well. Absolutely. On, on the Discord yeah. or via social media, that's a good way to do it as well. We've had uh, two or three which have come off. Mm. Uh, another one in progress and another one that I haven't got round to. So mm. we are listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we mm-hmm. book maybe two months in advance. Yeah. So on average, so um, people we won't say, but people who we've got coming on, who you've suggested in like the last two weeks, they'll be coming on. You know, in uh, back end of November, December. Well, maybe New Year. Some maybe in the New Year. Yeah. Mm. God, I'm Christmas bad. is a busy time for people, man. Absolutely. Um, find us on uh, if you if you're listening on to on the MP3. And you want to see how the sausage is made, and you want to see the video? Yeah. Find us on YouTube or Odyssey. You get the full video on Odyssey. Uh, YouTube doesn't like this part of no. the show because we talk about this is where it gets real magic juice and stuff, and you can't be can't be doing that on YouTube. So the full video goes on Odyssey. Um, you can share them about. Leave us a review on iTunes, or if you're on another platform, podcast addict, whatever. Leave us a review there and send it to us, and we'll happily read them out. Yeah, I like getting reviews. Um, you can find the link to the merch, the Amish loot chest, in the show notes. If you, if you scroll down, and you get your current grape T-shirt, you're yeah. literally a communist hoodie. Yeah, official mugs. We had some good feedback about the T-shirt, didn't we? In fact, someone made some artwork for a T-shirt. Was yeah, it was, it not, was it not Lee? Mm-hmm. From the big conspire. Yep. So, yes, we got some artwork in from Lee from the Big Conspire. Yeah. It's uh, three, two weeks to flatten the earth. Yeah, it's really good. I enjoyed oh, it. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's, that's good. So that's going to be the artwork for this episode mm. when it goes out on Spotify and whatnot. And, and he made it square and the right amount of pixels then. 3,000 uh-huh. pixels. So it needs to be 1,400 square or three th- up to 3,000 square pixels. Oh, sorry, Lee, I've just assumed your gender as well. Sorry. It's okay, we've met. He's, he's a man. Well, I've assumed it. He has a beard. Has he ever said that he's a man, though? Has he yes. ever told you he's, he is a man? Um, well, his brother, Rick, calls him his my brother, Lee. Right, okay. So I think we're safe okay, that's in assuming okay. that Lee is a man. Good. Uh, so we'll see about putting that in a, on a T-shirt, maybe, at the loot chest. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think. And promote that. mm we're going to give Lee a little kickback from no. the sales of said t shirt. It's um, no. called the podcast, Ben. Value for value and <laughs> getting the, the whole Just thing. <laughs> oh, I missed that bit. <laughs> It's really easy when you're not paying for anything, isn't it? So I'll oh, just give, give our money away. Yeah, we'll, we'll cut you in. That's not how this works. We provide the value. The yeah. listeners give us value back. In money. Provide the money. <laughs> uh, no, no agenda have a, a merch store. Mm-hmm. That is nothing to do with them. Yeah. They have no oversight, nothing. These, you know, random producers, listeners set up this merchandise store. They run it, do the designs, sell the mugs and the T-shirts, whatever, and then just send Adam and John a check every couple of months. Yeah. For, you know, they take their cut and they send it on. It's that last bit that's important. We could have there yeah. could be several Amish Inquisition uh, <laughs> loot chests out there that we're just not getting a cut off. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, join the Discord. That's the, the best place if you want to send us news articles, videos, audio clips, preferably Memes. preferably time-stamped. Uh, show artwork, like, uh, such as Lee from The Big mm. Conspire. Memes for Instagram. You can request a birthday shout-out on there. Uh, give us the guest suggestions, the jingle requests. Five pounds. Uh, correction, corrections, addendums, and corrigendums, comments. Yeah, there, fo- focus chi. I thought, yeah, focus chi requests. We haven't got any this week. No, oh. no focus chi requests. Save it, save it up. Yeah, who did you be focus chi last week? <clears throat> Graham. It's all better. See, I told it's you. It's all better. <laughs> told you. Yeah, he's he's come out the other side of the COVID. Okay, it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I set up another th- thread on the Discord as well. Uh, a next week preview thread. Oh. So if you join the Discord, there's a thread now where on the Monday we will say who's coming on next week. Yeah. And that thread is where you can post topics you might Ooh, want yeah. us to talk about or yeah, questions, specific questions. So say we, yeah, so, for example, say we have Ben from Uncharted coming on yeah. in the near future. You would be able to post yeah. you know, questions. What tell us about the Osirion <laughs> or oh, those massive mar- those massive fucking caskets that weigh a hundred tons that are down a pit and there's two millimetre of tolerance getting them down there. Because mm. he's he's actually in there now. He's over there now. He's well, I, was just, I was just gonna say, yeah, he's uh, he'd just come back from Peru, I think, or something. Oh South God, America. Yeah. The, and the, the long heads, the Paracas. Is that what he was? The Terra Preta. Oh right, okay. Uh, you're familiar. <laughs> and he said he yeah, was Jared Murphy. And he was, was uh, yeah, he was in Egypt, wasn't he, or something? Yep, he's on. A, he's in the middle of a new excursion to Egypt. Mm. Um, some sad news actually from the the alt history YouTube uh, community this week. What? Um, yeah. Um, are we just finishing? Uh, are we, are we, is this is this part of housekeeping? Chuck, Chuck. The YouTuber with the handle CFAPS7865 uh, died this week oh. of a, a sudden oh. heart attack. He, he wasn't an old guy. He was, I think, maybe in his 50s. And he's one of the first mm. alt history YouTubers I oh. found. Right, okay. Um, years ago, maybe six years ago, maybe more. I think he had maybe 10,000 or 12,000 subs. He had 108,000. And like he was like my gateway drug. He used to um, use Google Earth, right, and and like take you on a tour of these ancient sites all over the world, and and you know highlight little anomalies. Oh, this is strange how this lines up with that, and mm-hmm. and it really like sort of chilled cool. out, relaxed, um, self deprecating commentary over the like the Google Earth images, and I don't know why the YouTube algorithm sent me to Chuck, but once you. You start watching Chuck's videos, then you start being sent Jimmy mm. from Brighton's site and Ancient Architects and all these other popular uh, alternative history YouTube channels. So sad news this week. Trust, trust so, it. Trust the um, the um, YouTube algorithm. I guess is the message. Hope, <laughs> hopefully, something's going to happen with his legacy, and they'll take over his channel and keep it up there. Yeah, hopefully um, someone will do, will do that. On it's great stuff, and it's evergreen. You know, it's it's always going to be there. Mm. So yeah, sad news that. Are we having a moment, Sam? No, not, okay. not particularly. Don't I, have thought, to. I thought you were doing something. Do you want to do some birthdays? Got a couple, couple of birthday shout-outs this week. Uh, where are we? Birthdays. Dave Gornall 
His birthday is uh, Friday, the 22nd. Happy birthday, Hugh Janus. And Amish Matt. It's your birthday on oh, Tuesday. 29 again. 29 again on Tuesday, the 29th. Yeah. Happy birthday, Hugh Janus. Many happy returns. Thanks. Uh, what's the best way to become a producer? Ben. Oh, um, it's uh, tossing us a coin, please. Toss a coin to your Absolutely. winter. Absolutely. Do it for the lads. 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 Because we're northern. Oh, we're northern and we're bloody miserable and the weather's fucking shit. Absolutely. Yeah, if you... Uh, only, only you guys listening out there can save Blockland by going to thearmistinquisition.com and finding the PayPal donate button and you can give us a one-off, sign up for a monthly uh, recurring, sustaining donation. Donations over £50 pounds grant you executive producer status. And uh, this is how it works, you know, with no ads, no paywalls, nothing, no content is, you know, you have to subscribe to Patreon or whatever for a fiver to get the bonus, whatever. It's all out there. And uh, that's we ask. There's many ways we ask you to return the value, but yeah, monetary is the best, and it all gets reinvested. Yeah, man, in the podcast. Right, shall we thank the producers for episode two hundred and four? Yeah, when I shall. Yeah, I think it's time, isn't it? It's time to big up the man Dems, yo. Okay, this week we have one executive producer, Preston Garuda. Yeah. And uh, standard producers, we have... (laughs) (laughs) Big Spuds, Lee from the Big Conspire, mostly spooky, spooky, spooky mostly, spooky mostly, mostly spooky, slicko, Hell's Bells, Anonymous, and everyone who bought merch this week. Thank you, you're so amazing. They are. Yeah. So amazing in their love, literally. The best mate. It's a miracle. (laughs) The grip, the homophobe, the wind, the asthma, the corrupt cunt, the number 11, the blind man, the fallen on the horizon, the cripple and the mother of an old friend is here from hell. for your support for another week another week of glorious podcasting mm. and don't forget to get your focus chi requests in yeah it works man it does work it's worked uh, for graham we've worked, we cured a dog he defeated the chinese armies in his dreams <laughs> <laughs> in his astral dreams yeah <laughs> okay let's move on COVID-19 news. People have got to understand vaccination is going to be, in the end, your route to liberty. The magic vaccine. A big fat shot in the ass. From hell. Oh! You know, it's just, you know, super painful. Like a judgment day and terminating mode like... It's not going to allow us to go completely back to normal. Anal swab tests in the same ballpark as seasonal influenza. Because we're getting bored, we want to have fun. But I can't save you from not wearing a face mask. Read the standing orders. Read them and understand them. I want to take you back to November 2019, to episode Whoa. 106. Oh. 
because some wow. e- an eagle-eared producer sent us this <clears throat> timestamp. Okay, I take it you're not in favour then. If the- this is when, <laughs> if you, this is the time when Jeremy Corbyn was um, announcing a policy of free bo- broadband for everyone. Do you remember this? Labour, yeah, they said yeah, they were yeah. going to give, before oh, the 2019 yeah. election, they said free broadband. Everything was free, wasn't it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally a communist. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm a Marxist. <laughs> anyway, that's the context. This. No, I'm not. They can fucking jog up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, sticking with uh, Labour, uh, they're going some, some bother this week about their stance on free movement of people post-Brexit. Right. Or... Pre-Brexit or whatever. Within the um, country. Do we want to stop that as well? <laughs> yeah, you can't leave your house. And we're going to cut... We're, we're going to save... this broadband into your brain. Yeah, we're going to save the climate by piping free broadband into your house and you won't have to commute to work because you're not allowed to leave your house. <laughs> Sounds like the Matrix. Wow. Wow, Ben. Lock, lockdowns pre-cogged. Yeah. That's like Minority Report, isn't it? But in podcast form. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, it's kicking off in Italy this week. Yeah. Anger over COVID vaccine mandates led to violent clashes in Rome this weekend, including the arrest of several far-right extremists. CBS's Chris Livesay is there. <laughs> I love how they frame it with the far-right extremists mm. and the fascists. Violence over the vaccine. In the heart of Rome, what started off as a restless yet peaceful protest sparked a tinderbox as demonstrators stormed the headquarters of Italy's biggest trade union. Some were neo-fascists. As they marched toward the prime minister's office, police fired water cannons and tear gas. All of it for freedom, they shout, freedom from a national vaccine mandate. Starting next weekend, Italians are required to show proof of vaccination, recovery, or a negative COVID test in order to enter the workplace, the strictest such law in the world. I consider this to be a criminal and cowardly blackmail by our highest institutions, says Maria. There will finally be a revolution in Italy, says Carolina. We won't go to work. Impassioned but minority voices. Polls show most Italians believe the new rules help ensure the hell of last year never happens again. When they ran out of space to bury the dead. I like how the uh, the, the quick to point out the fascists. Mm. The fascists protesting for people's freedom. That's an interesting thing to wrap your head around. Yeah. It's been sort of tied to the far right, isn't it? This idea to not... They're trying to, yeah. And also it seems it kind of points more to this kind of shifting of, of like, I suppose, political ideology and where the left and right is and where the centre is, essentially. The Overton window. Yeah. Fascism is designed as this uh, is defined as this unholy relationship between the state and uh, corporations. Right. Um, I just find it ironic that they're trying to say that people who are out protesting against vaccine mandates mm. are in with the fascists. It's 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 upside down world. It's Orwellian. Yeah, yeah. That is that is. I mean, it might. I I didn't watch the, I did watch it I think 
Um, but I suppose it, it does depend on whether they actually were happened to be Italian fascist groups that were protesting rather than just, you know, people being called fascist because they were saying they didn't want their... I mean, listening to the t- the uh, talking heads, the uh, Vox Pops they got on the street there, mm. they didn't sound like neo-fascists. Those, no. Those women there. Maybe they just cut out all the fascist stuff. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But it was interesting. They Were they, were they targeted? The protest targeted the trade union headquarters. Yeah. Oh, is it because they're not sticking up for them? The trade unions are just lying over. What the fuck are they there for? Yeah, they're there to protect your representatives' rights but, in the workplace. But <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> again, sort of devil's advocate. If they, if their union has um, had a vote on it and it's come back, I know it, we don't know. But you know, to me, I think again, it's government dictat. I don't think the union's had a vote on it. But, you know, it's still still a very... It's it's such a ethical faux pas or whatever. Not faux pas. It's just basically wrong, isn't it, to force someone to have something put in their body that they don't want, essentially, in order to sort of go to work, to, you know, have access to basic Life. life amenities and things. Yeah. It's not ethical, is it? No. Anything to add, Ben? No. <laughs> there's uh, been a new. No, di- I agree. There's yeah. been a new discovery in therapeutics this week. Another wonder drug. Yeah. Yeah. Um, aspirin lowers risk of COVID. Oh. New findings support preliminary preliminary Israel trial. The treatment reduced the risk of reaching mechanical ventilation by forty four percent. ICU admissions were lower by forty three percent, and an overall in hospital mortality saw a 47% decrease. Uh, The team from George Washington University investigated more than 400 COVID patients from hospitals across the United States who take aspirin unrelated to their COVID disease and found that the treatment reduced the risk of several parameters by almost half. Wow. Wonder drug. Is that to do with clotting then? mentioned in loads of stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's a blood... Thinning. Thinning. Has blood thinning properties. So what happens um, within 48 hours of this study coming out? Aspiral. No, every mainstream uh. news outlet had stories on people should not be taking routine aspirin. Oh, right, okay. I posted it in the Discord. Yeah. CNBC, NBC, Fox, all of them. On the same day. Go to YouTube now and just uh, search for aspirin. What yeah. videos have come up in the last two weeks? You must get briefed. Wasn't it recommended to take half an aspirin a day for well, many years? Yeah, so not, any, over here. not anymore. No, because it might cure COVID. <laughs> why would why would all these no. news outlets suddenly release all these stories at the set on the same day, forty eight hours after this study's published? That seems a a high coincidence, doesn't it? weird worth looking mm. at mm. if you're a coincidence theorist <laughs> you <know that. laughs> because you know i like that i like coincidence theory <laughs> yeah i mean there's no links between the media and the pharmaceutical industry is there so um, a coincidence <laughs> analyst yeah coinky dink <laughs> yeah. should we go and visit our antipodean friends why Down. not mate yeah, let's go to the northern seven the northern territory yeah put a uh, shrimp on the barbie 
<laughs> Have you got a glass of wine or a glass of tea? Yeah, it's the world's biggest glass of wine. Oh. That's about half a bottle. Nice. <laughs> Did you realise, Ben, until you lifted your hand, you were just a floating head? Oh, really? No, yeah. I quite like that. I wonder if I could do a 360. <laughs> no. <laughs> I go on. Antipodean people, play. This is the uh, Chief Minister Michael Gunner of the Northern Territory um, mm. talking about his toughest mandate so far. Oh, God. <laughs> you want to you? <laughs> what? You went into like a, a World War II RAF officer at the end of that. <laughs> Biggles. <laughs> so, if. <laughs> Sorry. Ask yourself these three questions. In my work, do I come into contact with vulnerable people? Is my workplace at a higher risk of infection? Do I work on infrastructure or logistics that are critical to the territory? If your answer is maybe, or I don't know, you need to get the jab. Critically, the direction also applies to industries who directly face customers in circumstances where the worker may not know the vulnerability of the person they are interacting with. So it is simple. If your job includes interacting with members of the public, then you need to get the jab. If you work in hospitality, you need to get the jab. If you work in retail or in a supermarket, you need to get the jab. If you are behind the counter at the bank, if you're a receptionist or positions like that, you need to get the jab. If you are a barber, a hairdresser, a beauty therapist, you need to get the jab. All these workers, and many, many more, directly interact with members of the public. That means you are frontline workers in our economy. That means you must be vaccinated. Of course, there can be exemptions. but these Phew. He's going to tell us about the exemptions now. These are extremely narrow oh. and must be backed up with medical evidence. Simply not wanting the vaccine is not a reason. Oh, so I have to get it if I don't want it. That's what he's saying. Is this a mandate? But but, but I, I don't want it. I don't want. I don't trust it. What, what do I do? What what job? Do you go and see a psychologist and say you have an irrational fear of needles or this particular vaccine, and you go and see someone like Matt, and he'll he'll diagnose you with something. No, sign you off. Uh, then you'll have medical evidence. Yeah. You give him enough money and Matt will sign, sign you off. I don't <laughs> Sorry, no, that. <laughs> We'll see. Today, we are also announcing the date from which this mandate comes to effect. From Saturday, Monday, the 13th of November, if you have not received at least your first dose of a vaccine, you will not be permitted to attend your workplace in that role and a failure to comply with the direction is a $5,000 fine. That means that workers must have received at least their first dose by Friday the 12th of November at the latest. You have 30 days. And given... Wow. you got 30 days, otherwise it's $5,000. How can that be lawful to do it? Do that? They, they're just making it up as they go along, aren't they? We, we've talked before there's about... there's not that many people who, who are so opposed that they would you know, kick up a, a stink about this. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it must be a very small sliver of people because otherwise there'd be a roaring trade in fake vaccine certification and you'd, be, you'd see a subsection of of people working in the vaccine administration um, sector with those same proclivities uh, and you, you get that sort of corruption within that, that system. But I don't think we're seeing any of that. 
So I think globally, it's only a very small number of people uh, who are actually opposed to the vaccine. A vocal minority, you might say. And I think it's yeah, only right, a vocal right. minority. Fuck, fuck them then. Fuck yeah, no, then. I'm just saying, I'm not, I didn't say that. I said it's only a... Well, it's, it's only, only a minority. A minority. It's only a vocal minority because it's being perpetuated by the media and it's being frothed up all the time with, with stuff like this being reported. I still th- I think it's a huge minority. I mean, you just have to look at the vaccination rates in pick a country and they're, they're huge. And the people who aren't part of that X percent of people who are already vaccinated, not all of those are opposed to vaccination. They either just haven't got around to it or they do have genuine medical conditions. Or not all of them are going to be... Or they've had... Will be a, They've had all the childhood vaccines. They've had the MMR and everything else. They're vaccinated for everything. But they've seen what's happened in the last 18 months and said there's nothing, there's something not right about this. Or maybe they've they've looked at the yellow card data. They might be. I bet there's not a lot of people who've looked at that yellow card data. I'm not saying it's not there, but I'm saying there's not a lot of people who've looked at it. Then the, then the... I think a lot of this is frothed up by media reports of people. Look at these anti-vaxxers. Look at this. Look at this. This protest. Oh, it's terrible. Blah blah blah. Go and get a vaccine. And I, I, I would think that it's a very small subset of global society who are actually opposed to to having the vaccine for oh, def- COVID nineteen. Definitely, definitely, it's a minority. It's probably about twenty percent. I don't even think it's twenty percent. Twenty percent of people, yeah, who are eligible for a vaccine are are vocally vehemently opposed to it. Well, no, I think no, I think twenty percent are refusing the vaccine, roughly. I I don't think it would be that much. Oh, what ten percent then? Probably less than that. Stop playing with that thing, Ben. Yeah, it makes a lot of noise. Um. So the other thing That's as well, if it's if it's um, you know uh, this minority, the question then is why are they going to such lengths? Yeah, for five percent. Mm. Then isn't the vaccine ninety five percent effective? Is that just because, because to appease if, the media? Twenty percent. If twenty percent haven't had it, and those five percent are having an impact, they'll go after that five percent so that they get the other fifteen percent. Do you remember right? Well, I haven't the, got around to it yet. Right at the beginning, it was sixty percent to be infected to have herd immunity. Herd immunity. Um, so what's kind of happened with that? So why can you not just vaccinate sixty percent of the people? The the UK Health Security Agency really, or what, maybe it was the ONS, released their antibody data this week, and according to their report, ninety eight percent of adults have antibodies. That's insane, isn't it? Yep. Why why aren't we testing people who've had it? Why would you get a vaccine that's still in clinical trials when you've already had the illness? Mm. Ben. Uh, do we do that for anything else? Sorry? I, I I don't know. I don't know. And I'll go back to my <laughs> I'll put my conspiracy uh uh analyst hat on and say well, it's to sell more vaccine. It's to make money for pharmaceutical companies. Is this not what it's all about? Probably. Have you seen any? Have you seen any of the Project Veritas videos this week? 
from the no. fi- the Pfizer employees undercover recording. No. Right. Anyway, that's where the viral video sort of ended on from Australia. Right. Um, but I got the second bit, which no one seems to be reporting about. Because you think, all right, I have a very low risk of side effects, comparable to my risk of getting the disease, mm. but I need it to do my job. So I'll do it. Two shots, four weeks apart, and I'm done. Yeah? You have 30 days. And given you can book an appointment within 10 minutes right now, one more month is more than enough notice. And then the same rule will apply for any worker in this setting who has not received both doses by the 24th of December. So at least the first dose by the 12th of November and double dose by Christmas. That is the deadline to keep working in these jobs. The direction includes a provision mandating booster shots as needed for these same workers in the future. It also allows employers to request proof of vaccination and requires them to keep a register of their staff's vaccination status. So uh, mandated booster shots for the rest of your life as well. Wow. Or you, could just, or you could just get the you could just get the infection, but no, we don't seem to care about who's like COVID recovered. No, yeah. I mean, I, there's something I read about it, the way it's been sort of, I think it might be framed now, is that um, the antibodies wane or whatever, you know, so you, your percentage of um, cover um, reduces. So like what you're saying about why you would get vaccinated, so what, how it's been sold is that you've had the, <laughs> you've had the, the COVID recovered and then your antibodies go down apparently. This is what they were saying. And then um, you have a vaccine, so your antibodies go back up, and then you have a booster, you know, when it kind of dips again or whatever. But the thing was, is that in that research, was it you who posted that one? The research, um, it said, is it the memory cell? Yeah, B cells and T cells. Actually, go, is, by the time that they were doing the study about eight months, was actually increasing still. Yeah. So yeah. The, the, the other ones that were disappearing, basically. Antibodies are only one component of mm. your immune se- system. Yeah. If you were constantly creating antibodies, you'd fucking die. It's an en- energetic process. Yeah. That's why we yeah. have memory cells, so yeah. that the memory cell sees the virus come back, and then it triggers an antibody response to go and kick its ass. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. So, that, so yeah. Sorry. Come. No, you're right. I mean, I, I was thinking about boosters and when was the last time you had an mmr booster um about four years ago nine years ago four um, years ago i had my first mmr about <laughs> four years ago right my, but ordinarily, ordinarily though how often is ordinarily. it ordinarily well then you have one at six months and one at two maybe and yeah. then nothing nothing after that my point is nothing after that essentially mm. I've had loads of tetanus jabs because, you know, I used to... That's every 10 years, isn't myself it? on rusty nails. Well, you get to the point, my last tetanus jab was probably five years ago, and they told me that I didn't need another one ever. <laughs> they wouldn't put me in for a tetanus jab, even if I, like, you know, got a rusty nail through through my hand or whatever. Um, they'd, they wouldn't advise getting another tetanus jab because you've reached peak... Tetanus. They said peak immunity. I mean, that's going to be. A t- I don't want that to be a term bandied around. But they, um, <laughs> they basically said you don't need another one. Yeah. So this is the only 
the only disease that that I am aware of that the, where the immunity seems to wane and you are required to have a booster every six months. Yeah, that's either a really shitty vaccine or um, or something else. I mean, flu makes sense because you are you are having a vaccine against a new strain every season. Mm. You're vaccinated against a different disease. The, the, no one is saying that COVID is a different disease. Well, this is we. This is the first coronavirus vaccine, and it's also mm-hmm. a new vaccine platform. Right. Yeah. Right. So we don't so fucking know, one. do we? We don't know what's going to happen, and we've immunized. 80% of our population in the middle of a pandemic. So we've no idea what's going to happen and what the effects will be. But those who've had it and recovered, you should be able to map those effects, like you said. Yeah, but there's no money in it, is there? It's the same way. There's no money in it. Well, why aren't we all having MMR boosters every six months? Why aren't we all... Uh, and, you know, the, it's the same logic. Maybe they'll bring that in. Maybe they'll say, oh, look, this... This vaccine malarkey, you know, in order to improve everyone's health, everyone gets everything every six months. Uh, maybe because measles, mumps and rubella are childhood diseases. Well, they are, but you can catch them in adult And have you seen how, how devastating it can be if you get measles as a pensioner? Yeah, that'll finish you off. You better get a vaccine booster next week. We'll book you in. Yeah. It's, also, it's... here's some other diseases. That you might that might impact you, so you better get vaccinated against those as well. It's, it's the same logic. I don't know why they they wouldn't apply it to everything else. Because it's a much easier sell when it's a novel virus. That's why measles, mumps, and rubella have been around for hundreds of years. It's a very we're not, easy we're not sell, scared. Which is why you only have yeah, you only not. have that five percent of holdouts, stalwarts. Yeah, it's a hugely easy sell. Yeah, so. It makes it easier. If you have something novel, which is scary, which we're going to lock down society for, it's a lot easier to sell on that. Plus, you know, we're going to give you your freedoms back once you get it. Yeah. Or we'll restrict your freedoms if you don't get it. But mm-hmm. Whatever. We'll see what happens. I'm interested to see what happens this winter with this vaccine. But it's early days yet. We're only in October. Mm. Uh, yeah. they've, already, they've already shit themselves and started rolling out the boosters, haven't they? That's how much faith they had in this vaccine. Preemptive boosters before winter. So we'll see what happens. Um, From what I've been reading, you know, they work for about Mm. four or six weeks and then it starts declining. And once you're six months out, you're pretty much back to where you were. Mm. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay on this treadmill for life? Or at some point you're going to say, just got to get on with it, man. I'm just going to have to get it. Well, we're all going to get it anyway because the vaccines don't stop you getting it or transmitting it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. There was an argument for locking down society if you were going to buy your time to get a, to get a sterilizing vaccine, which was hyper effective. And yeah, just to eliminate it. Yeah, but we haven't got that, so we'll just have to see what happens this winter. Anyway, we spent far too long on this, and it's depressing. <laughs> Staying, da- staying down under, there was a bit of a truth wants to come out moment uh, from back here down under. The GPs and community pharmacies are also going going really hard now. And of course, the majority of our numbers are now going into those into those all important second doses. But there is more vaccine available, whether it's Moderna, Pfizer or AstraZeneca, you know, choose your poison. But <laughs> no. 
know. <coughs> Unfortunate choice of words. <laughs> yeah, he's stuck between the devil and the rock place. Because <laughs> I think, are, are, haven't they, are they jabbing five-year-old and, and up now in, in Australia, in the, in America? I don't know. I think in America it's been approved. In America and Israel. Well, they're talking about it at least. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Anyway, let's move on. Super colds. Yeah. You've had a super cold, yeah. Ben. I've had a super have, cold yeah. too. I got it before Ben. Did you get it before Ben? <laughs> yeah. I gave it Ben. Give it back. <laughs> in the warehouse. <laughs> I think it was in the warehouse. <laughs> well, funny you mentioned that because there has been a lot of anecdotal stories floating around social media about people having, oh, this is the worst cold I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And we got a, a message from Bird on the Discord. Right. Bird. I've had the super cold twice in the last few months. It's time after getting leathered <laughs> for a few days. I put it down to lowering my immune system. Last time I was ill like this was nearly 10 years ago. Right? And that's why I think... Some of your better work, Phil. <laughs> and yeah. Ben got ill immediately after we went clubbing after episode 200. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. I think Bird is onto something. I think we've, we've been... I, think co- I was just ill because I went clubbing as a 38-year-old. <laughs> yeah, but couple that with the fact we've been cooped up inside, not having less social contact, and then the, the shackles are let off. Yeah. And we go fucking hog wild. Yeah, get smashed. Get smashed. And Suppress our immune systems with the alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol suppression and... And, uh, yeah, rub up on against loads of students. I think there could be... So- I think he could be onto something there. Yeah, um, I think so. I think it's it's a pretty obvious one to me that you know you you wouldn't be as immune to things yeah. um, as previous because simply because of society not moving around so stuff yeah yeah it would make sense. There's been a lot of chat. On it's that. like a boy in a bubble, isn't it? Didn't they do an experiment or there was something? Uh, no, I'm probably getting this completely wrong, but. <laughs> There's some sort of evidence, potentially anecdotal, that if you separated a child uh, from society and environment at die. birth, they would die. Yeah, because they're not being. Uh, maybe I'm I'm confusing it with War of the Worlds. But it's a similar <laughs> kind of concept where you're yeah. not exposed to the environment. You don't get any of those yeah, you uh, don't. You don't. pathogen exposure yeah. or anything mm. like that. Yeah, physical contact with the mother mm. Um, mm. Is, is mega important. Oh yeah. This has been done. I yeah. think this was done in the Soviet Union, or maybe it was Nazi Germany, where where they separated babies from mothers, and yeah, they just die. Oh. They just die. That's horrendous. We need social contact with social animals. Anyway, that's a horrible rabbit <laughs> hole to go down. Anyway, let's um, continue. Yeah, with, <laughs> let's continue with the UK's uh, testing debacle. We're at the Newbury showgrounds here in West Berkshire, and this is where people first started noticing a problem. They'd taken a lateral flow test and tested uh, positive on that. They came here to a government-run site, had the PCR test, and then the PCR result was coming back negative, and this kept happening. So an investigation was launched, NHS test and trace have got involved, and 
they've discovered that there's no problem with the kit, there's no problem with this site. It is an issue with the laboratory uh, in Wolverhampton. It's called the Immensa uh, Health Clinic in Wolverhampton. That has now been suspended. 43,000 people uh, and their PCR tests affected by this. We have a statement uh, through, which is from the Will, Dr. Will Welfare, his public health incident director. He says, we've recently seen a rising number of positive uh, lateral flow results, subsequently testing negative on PCR. As a result of our investigation, um, we're working with NHS Test and Trace and the company to determine the laboratory technical issues which have led to inaccurate PCR results. So very significant development this, and very embarrassing as well. Which I 100% think that's down to poorly trained analysts in that lab. I don't know how, I don't know anything about Immensa, this lab, but do you, do you think there's potential that this, this lab was set up exact, uh, in order to test for COVID? So sort of a brand new facility. Oh, we'll make some money here. We'll do some, we'll do some test analysis. Uh, and we'll just get some random people in for with like half a day's training to do the, do the you know work the instruments and do the do the analysis on these tests? Uh, I think that's probably it. I reckon it's um, poorly trained staff in that laboratory, a rush job. Um, th- there was a, a BBC or an ITV or one of them. You want to see it, Phil? Because it was on television. There's a documentary about the testing um, that they did for the did, for the it was when dispatches. they got the PCR testing. Dispatches, weren't it? I watched it. I <clears throat> Yeah, so and it, it was horrendous. I was, you know, as a as a scientist myself, I was shocked <laughs> at the level of 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 incompetency <clears throat> that was going on in that in that laboratory. And I, I bet it's the same thing in this immense lab. Uh, I don't want to shit all over him because he might be a fine scientific body, but uh, you know, I don't well, know. Obviously not. I mean, clearly, a crisis breeds opportunity. I remember back in March, maybe even, no, January and February, um, gouging. You couldn't buy face masks from Screwfix. They'd all been bought. Yeah. They'd all been bought, and they were on Facebook for 10x the purchase price. And whenever there's a crisis, there's an opportunity to turn a profit. Yeah. And we don't know, you know, that's what we're sort of intimating, is that this these labs all have been set up. Like the guy fucking Hancock's fucking landlord neighbour with the chest tubes. Yeah. Let's make a quick book. And and the dispatches one, there was a a house somewhere and there were just like piles and piles of bin bags of yeah, old tests. tests, you know. Yeah. It's like there was it's supposed to be sterile. It's so much to so much money washing mm. around. Mm. Our money. Never our money let rushing a around. good crisis go to waste. Yeah. I, think I don't know it. who said that, but it was Churchill. Some fella. Churchill. Yeah. Anyway, I've got one of these. Um, Shall we move off COVID? Yeah. And do some normal news. Yes, please. I think it's time, isn't it? It's time to queer up the news. What the Farage? Mancock is okay. back and he's got a job with the UN. Let's hear Nigel's take. Matt Hancock, who, as viewers of this show will know, I always thought was extraordinarily... Extraordinarily... Oh, I don't know. Is he going to go good or bad? Terrifyingly shit. What? What do you reckon, Ben? Good or bad? You think Farage is a fan of Mancock? I'm going to say no. 
A snivelling idiot. <sighs> I'm going to say snivelling idiot. Quick, Ben. A bag of dicks. <laughs> Useless. Uh, Has been hired uh, as a special go. representative on financial innovation and climate change for the United Nations Economic Commission for Africa. Financial innovation. I mean, this is a bloke whose local publican got a PPE contract. In fact, thinking about it, if there's lots of UN money floating around, there might be quite a few African regimes who really will welcome him into the job. Yeah, so wow. that, that was earlier in the week. And, yes, uh, yeah. Yes, uh, there was a bit of a backlash. Yeah. Not much to come for Matt Hancock, who thought that he was going to be joining the United Nations in a new <laughs> ambassadorial role, but I'm afraid it lasted as long as, well, a not very long thing. So, Rakib, mm. poor Matt Hancock. He's had a year to forget, hasn't he? What? Yeah, someone thought, you know, the UN caught wind and they said... Time to rap in front of you. Tear out of fucking you. Disqualified. And kicked out. Yeah. Too tsunami. Oh, wow. It was, wasn't he? He's not died down yet. You could at least get to the other end of the pandemic. Yeah, let the pandemic go. <laughs> yeah. um, get married on. to your mistress. I um, remember saying. what's happening? I don't know. They've moved, I think they're, they're actually having a relationship. Yeah, as well. I remember years ago on this podcast saying how popular he was in the house. As in a ladies' man? No, (laughs) as in the House of Commons. He's a popular guy in the House of Commons, Matt Hancock. And the Tories will be pushing. Yeah. So, right, we give it six months. Yeah. Let's send him off. Send him off doing something and we'll get him back on the. We need this guy on the front bench. He's talented. He's young. Oh, right. Sexy. To get to. Crack the whip and grease the wheels. It's the future. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's been poleaxed with the UN. So it's just going to have to be a normal MP, I think, for a bit. Oh, no. Unlike that poverty wage. <laughs> yeah. The fucking shitty 78 grand a year. Yeah. God, plus expenses. Yeah. Anyway, if you thought the uh, dystopian future, the dystopian future got a step closer this week. Did you? Yay. So, hey, they've started mounting sniper rifles on robo-dogs, which is great news for anyone who was hoping they'd start mounting sniper rifles on robo-dogs. Finally. At an exhibit booth in the Association of the United States Army's annual meeting and exhibition, Ghost Robotics, the military-friendly competitor to the better-known Boston Dynamics, proudly showed off a weapon that is designed to attach to its quadruped bots made by a company called Sword Defense Systems. These are the robots that look like the um, Black Mirror, yeah, Robo Dogs, yeah, yeah. self writing Shremek. They have Shremek on on board. Shremek, <laughs> So hey, they've started mounting sniper rifles on Robo Dog. Oh my god, it started uh, again. I didn't have it on pause. Yeah. Robo Dog. I mean, it just sounds. Who's that guy? He's totally like off his head. It was a put, put sniper rifle on Robo Dog. Link in the show notes, as always. All the assets go at the bottom of the show notes. If you want to check out anything we play, yeah, you can find the link yep. in the show notes for the original source. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. No. So, <laughs> it just sounds like a... Like a Judgment Day and Terminating mode-like. Yes. Pretty, pretty close, isn't it? It's an old it's clip, phenomenal. but it checks out. I can't the, wait for one of those to go wrong. <laughs> these, um, the, the range is 1,200 metres. Is that all? 
Just just under a mile. <laughs> Over a kilometre. <laughs> yeah. Day or and night. That's, it. that's them standing still. <laughs> they can still run after your shooting. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, they can, like, pop your head off at 1,200 metres. Yeah. It's just everything's just going, um, being <laughs> even more dehumanised, isn't it? So it's all going to be drones and robots. Robot dogs for war now. Robot wars? Yeah. Surgical dog strikes, basically. No one has to die. Two yeah. million people have to die. Yeah. Just robots versus robots. Two million people have to die. More lives this year than any other year for the past hundred years. <laughs> uh, there is a serious point to this. Back in the in the days, back in the old days, when you had a pointy thing, yeah, and to kill that other person, you had to put the pointy thing in him till he was dead. Yeah. You're removing this <laughs> several times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, drone no foreplay. <laughs> it's one thing when it's drones and it's a guy looking at a computer screen mm. while it's blowing up a truck full of charity workers loading bottles of water, yeah. which we had a couple of months ago. Yeah. What happens yeah. when this becomes autonomous? Yeah. I can make a moral decision. If I'm a member, if I'm in the armed forces and I'm given an order mm. to uh, machine gun this group of civilians, I have, I have a moral quandary. I can say, no, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, well, court martial me, whatever, send me to prison. I won't kill innocent people. Mm-hmm. What about the robots? Yeah. That same moral quandary exists in the person who thinks about mounting a sniper rifle onto a mecha dog. No, because they're just making money. Well, so it doesn't matter. So ethics and morals doesn't matter when you're making money. There'll always be people who have no morals and ethics. Yeah. That's why you need safeguards. Do you ever look in the mirror, Ben? <laughs> Rarely. Oh, but it, there will always be psychopaths. There'll always be people who yeah. say, fuck it. I'm gonna make so I'm gonna make a quick book. Yeah. This is why you need safeguards. And if you remove the if you vastly remove the action of killing someone from human beings, this is a very dangerous place to go down. Dangerous road to go down. I guess they're arguing that I uh, don't be stupid, that will never happen. We're, we'll never go down that road. But of course it could happen. And, and Stranger things have happened, and lessons from history, and all that sort of stuff. The only argument I can see for it is that they could argue, well, the AI will make better decisions than humans. Yeah. It takes the emotion out of it. The the AI... How do you get to world peace? You kill all humans. Yeah. Yeah. The AI wouldn't have drawn the charity workers loading bottles of water. No, It would have been smart. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to go down that road. I think there. I think a, a human has to be in charge of these things. A mecha human with what? lots of uh... warts and all. Yeah. Oh. Right. Have you got anything that's not dark? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got. I got. Um. I took Zeus out yesterday. <laughs> Zeus the dog. Oh, this is not nah. going to end up with a, nah, a, and he met dark, a, dark. A, a yellow penis story. He met a, a South African boar bell. That's a made-up dog, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that a Pokemon? 
Have you not? Have you not? Never Googled South African boar bells? No. They're like. I, uh, I bet I haven't. No. They're like giant dogs, giant Ooh. muscular dogs, because yeah. they have lions and stuff around there. Oh, has he finally met his match? Well, it's, it, it was a female. Oh no! So Zeus was taller. Uh, the owner reckoned his dog was sixty kilos, but I'm not buying that. Uh, didn't look, didn't look big enough for that somehow. Um, it's having a slight with you on dog walks, Phil. It's like just one giant game of top trumps. <laughs> 60 kilos, this. Oh, mine's got four legs. No, I'm not having that. <laughs> no, I didn't sort of... He offered that information. I don't right. know where... Uh, right, okay. I don't know where it came from. We're he about peacocking. <laughs> but it, it was just an old guy. It's like... Don't leave you, though, does it? So we're about 40 feet away, mm. and uh, Zeus saw the boar bell and started stalking. <laughs> down like that down on all fours like a lion head up play stance yeah and then this boar bell was off the lead um. I thought it was an old dog because she was moving so slow but apparently she was three okay so this boar bell waddles up and uh, and Zeus went <laughs> and chased her off and they had a bit of a dance and then they had oral sex Oh, what? what does that mean? She well, he went and licked her, licked, licked her fashine pussy, and yeah. then uh, dog came in and licked his balls. His what does that mean? Is it like so, saying that's how dogs say hello, oral sex, <laughs> licking. Yeah, it's good. Wow, it's good, okay. good fun. Yeah, how was it? Which was fun. he put his paw on? He he uh, did the dominating like putting my paw on you. And the man. And <laughs> <laughs> the dog. The other thing, you, you, I suppose, with the weight thing, is um, <laughs> Zeus has impossibly spindly legs for his barrel <laughs> frame, so maybe the barbell had, like, appropriately sized legs for its maybe, frame, and maybe. that's where it was extra 20 kilos <laughs> worth, five kilo in each Maybe that's leg. where it came from, yeah. Whereas... Uh, Zeus's legs are one kilo each. Yeah, <laughs> like a what, like a, a marshmallow on on the <laughs> matchsticks. <laughs> the giant head. Yeah, I, uh, I had a, I had a night to myself last night with Zeus. Yeah, with Zeus. Yeah, the missus went uh, took the kids to Longridge for a sleepover to her mm. sisters, mm. and um, I. I can't remember what I did last night. I played a bit of Destiny, had him in here. Well, I played a bit of Destiny and then potted about, didn't do much anyway. I went to bed and they were crying a bit. I thought, oh, he's wondering where the boys are and that. So I said, come on, come upstairs and had him sleep on bed with me. And uh, he was fine, absolutely fine. Just slept next to me on top of the duvet on the night. He woke me up at 7 a.m. I was asleep and I was dead. <laughs> stood up on bed like this looking at you <laughs> yeah. but apart from that he was fine anyway um, we potted around in the morning took him for a walk and all that and then uh, the missus and boys got on and uh, it was just a lazy Sunday we did some athletics not, not a lot you know mm-hmm. and uh, I'd had the dryer on and missus were taking some laundry upstairs and I was downstairs with kids, and I just said, Phil? Oh, shit. Did you have Zeus up here last night? 
Aber äh, yeah. <lacht> There's willy juice all over my side of the bed. Oh no. <lacht> I sort of contain my laughter. <lacht> that would have been put down in the household. Stop myself laughing, laughing. I thought I'm gonna have to go up and see this. Oh, I went because de- I, I had the lights on dim when I got up in the morning. I didn't notice it. Anyway, I went up into the bedroom. Yeah, and there was about maybe four, five, yellowy, lime Ugh. green, oh, God. dog smeg stains on the duvet cover. <laughs> oh no! So you just burnt everything, the room, the house, the bed. I just sort of said, wow, I didn't notice that. We better change the sheet. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I've learned my lesson. Yeah. Next time. Just put a sheet down on top of the bed. I'll just flip the duvet. I'll just (laughs) flip the duvet. She won't notice it then, will she? No. Would that not put the, the smeg on your side, though? I don't care. Ooh, you don't. Oh, that's probably good for, you. good for your immune system, bird dog smack. Oh, look at him. He's being ill. He's going to be sick. <laughs> Yellow smeg, crusty smegma from your dog's penis doesn't bother you. Just a bit of dog pre-cum. Exactly. Maybe he had a wet dream. It's not his fault. Let's sleeping reality, next to you. The dog, the dog wasn't there at all. <laughs> no. well, well, I, 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 I didn't I did think about taking the fall for him, but... Until you tell you something's green, I, I couldn't explain the colour. No, no, no. Okay, you just say you're a bit backed up. Yeah. Anyway, I've got my new uh, my new gizmo wired in Ben. My new vocal processor, Phantom Power. Yeah. Yes, Phantom Power presets and all the rest. We didn't really have an opportunity. I, I nearly I, I had my finger hovering over the button. Because I think we were talking about the World Economic Forum before. Mm. So I was, I was <laughs> had my finger hovering over the button, waiting to just the opportunity to just to go like, uh, we are the World Economic Forum. Resistance is futile. Kneel before Schwab. That's good. But it never really... Oh, yeah, a bit of an echo, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, a bit of doubling. It never really materialised, though. So it only came yesterday. I'm just... Uh, what are you doing? Can you not press that one? Why? I just went to. <laughs> that turns it off. Oh. That turns the echo off. Well, that's boring. Yeah, I know it is. Well, you don't know how to use it. It's got a phaser. What about this one, it says pitch. Oh, that's um, pitch correction. I don't need that. Pitch <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I haven't had a chance to play with the, the presets and stuff yet, so I don't know. I okay. believe there may be... Um, a prince. A prince preset. All oh, right, okay. No, prince Andrew. Prince, the symbol. Which prince? The artist formerly oh, right, yeah. known as. No, I'm, I'm a big, huge fan of Prince. Big, huge fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it'll work. Cool. Well, I've a mess with it. We'll, uh, we'll introduce it slowly. How can you just leave me standing alone in a world that's so cold? Maybe I'm just too demanding. Maybe I'm just like my father. Too cold. Maybe I'm just like my mother. 
She's never satisfied. <laughs> How can we stream? <laughs> this is what it sounds like when dogs cry. No? no? Beautiful. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm having that. That's good. <laughs> Did it sound all right? Because I, I can hear it in my chest. I don't hear the effect. It was truly awful, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, you miserable bastards. <laughs> and it, why does everything merge into Mick Jagger when you do impersons- yeah, impersonations? I'll just, get it in- I'll just get into it. Wherever the rhythm, wherever the Miami sound machine takes me, that's where I'm going. Oh, thank God, are we finishing? <laughs> it's about time, isn't it? Yeah. Have you not got out to add? No. Your eyes are sweating, oh. so it's time to finish. My eyes are sweating. <laughs> yeah, I can see. It's because yeah, how much I put week. in this fucking performance. Purple <laughs> rain, purple rain. It's not doing it. Purple. I never want to see you dancing in the purple rain. Purple it's rain. Like Buffalo Bill. Purple rain. That's it. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> You've been wonderful, thanks. Have a great night. Yeah. Nice to meet you guys. I had two ribs removed so that I could blow myself. Didn't he become a Mormon? Mormon? A Mormon. I'm sure he became a Mormon. No, Jehovah, wasn't it? He became a Jehovah. Did he? I'm sure he did, yeah. <laughs> he became Jehovah. Yeah. Okay. Right, come on, finish. I am finishing. Press shovel. Jet Epstein didn't kill himself. Uh, we'll come to forever. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? I like what you got. Good job. I look like a war-hardened goblin.